If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. This is Duke Nukem. And when I'm not out slaying aliens and saving Earth's babes, I'm listening to Podcast Unlocked. Hail to the podcast, baby! Podcast Unlocked. friends welcome to podcast unlocked it is the world's number one xbox podcast or at least it was before i left what did you guys do to it uh we condemned the two of you to death i heard about so that I'm surprise sorry. we're not dead yeah or uh, where zombies last week was pretty good was no, pretty i heard good. i heard nothing but good things i have not listened back to it how uh, dare you i don't listen to our show ever <laughs> neither do I. I'm, <laughs> I got, I'm too busy making it and Sometimes other things people like tweet you things about a show that you don't remember ever saying yeah. mm-hmm. they'll be like haha remember this part I'm like i literally have no idea what you're talking yeah about. people will make references to like last week's show i'm like i don't remember last nope. week's show ryan and i just did three commentaries and i can't remember most of the stuff <laughs> i said <laughs> Oh, the commentary about literally just did it. That's yeah. about oh, all I can possibly remember. <laughs> well, that's but, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got uh, plenty of Gears of War 4 stuff all month. Yeah. IGN First, which most of you have probably noticed already. You've kindly helped out with a bunch of that. I'm super excited about it. Games looking real, I mean, it's good. legit looking real good. I mean, yeah. we've talked about how extensively the E3 reveal last year mm-hmm. didn't Super get me super stoked, and yeah. I think most of it, you guys were. That was their in Gears War reveal. Yeah, the E3 since, reveal. The, since then, they've like but this figured year, it out and yeah, knocked it out of the. This park. year, they've totally uh, they've they're they've really turned it around as far as the the I think perception of that game. Like oh oh now I'm right, now it's we're seeing all the cool things. Yeah, I feel like it kind of got its uh, personality. It feels like a yeah. a different Gears of War game now, and and that's so exciting. Yeah, totally agree. How was uh, your holiday, Ryan? So good. Went to Disneyland. That's good. With the family, uh, with some extended family as well. So it was a, a, a few kids, not just mine. And I'll tell you, I've always loved Disneyland. Mm-hmm. I've, uh, we first went when I was probably, I don't know, eight or nine, something like that, because I mostly grew up in Arizona after we moved out from New Jersey. And so, you know, Disneyland was close enough yeah. to go to. And, you know, as a kid, of course, it's great. And then turns out as an adult, I super love it, too. It's just yeah. still... You just go there, and the rest of the world doesn't matter for that time you're there, and you just go on fun rides and eat junk food, and yes. it's just fun. 
Yeah. And it's especially cool if you do, if you have kids to, to see to watch them go through it. Yeah, and seeing their reactions, I imagine, would be awesome. Yeah, so my kid did... Uh, th- so they have this awesome show for any parents out there, uh, or one day in the future for you guys, maybe. They have a thing called Jedi Academy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Are you familiar with I, that? I've seen a lot of photos yeah, so and tweets it's, about it's this. It's a yeah. show that they do several times a day. You have to go in the morning to sign up for a show later in the day. So we did. And, uh, yeah, you... It's basically a. They have a couple of actors who are playing trained Jedi, who then train the young Jedi. That's so cute. So every kid gets a Jedi robe and a lightsaber, and then they all they they in one area, and then they walk them over to the stage, and all the kids are there, and they're and then this show starts, and it's you know you have to you end up having to battle the visions of evil. That's how they've sort of. Uh, narratively justified the presence of Darth Vader and Kylo Ren, but <laughs> Vader comes out, and then Kylo Ren comes out, and the kids actually get to fight Vader or his the the seventh sister they call her, which okay. I don't know if that's actually a I'm sure it a is. thing that's in canon somewhere. If they just made it up for for this, but uh, yeah, every kid gets to fight you know a, a Jedi, uh, an evil Sith Lord. And then, uh, and then Kylo Ren comes out, and all the kids use force push Aww. to push him back. Like, no, we're we're stronger than you. It's uh, so cute. And the best part is, I have these great pictures of. So it's just all the kids. They're using force push. They use, it's twice. Once to like the 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 Jedi Temple literally mm-hmm. lifts out of the oh wow the stage, which is cool. Mm-hmm. And then at the end to push Kylo Ren back. And all the kids are are putting their palms, their hands like straight out. They're yeah. just like, yeah, here you go. Uh, <laughs> But my kid, and you can see in the pictures, curled her fingers without any instruction whatsoever. <laughs> so I'm like, that's my little Sith Lord. She might actually be a Sith. Yep. <laughs> She's evil. And it, I think that's great. That's so but She just like somehow just, <laughs> uh, curls, her, curls her fingers for that's it. That's so, so awesome. Did she love it? She, lo- she loved it so much. Uh, so we did the Jedi Academy thing on the second to last day. That's just how the schedule worked out. And then we did it again on the last day because she had so much fun with it. That's so, so cute. It yeah, was highly kinda... recommend that if you have kids. It's for like ages, I think four to twelve or something. So if the kids defeat Darth Vader and Kylo Ren, do we get to keep Tower of Terror? Is that how it works? That would be nice. <laughs> yeah, I had, to, I had so to say goodbye yeah. to Tower of Terror. You guys probably heard there. I think it's January. Yeah. It, it closes because yeah. they're gonna Guardians of the Galaxy. It, yeah, convert it to a Guardians of the Galaxy ride, which could be kind of cool. But yeah, awesome. I'm sure it'll be great. But man, the atmosphere of that Tower of Terror ride. Yeah. It's so good. Like the lobby of the hotel it's is one of all my favorite rides. And I think it is yeah. my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. It's it really there. cool. My only complaint about the Tower of Terror is that it's just too short. It's, it's a quick ride. Like you spend the, the build up is longer than the, the actual I like the build up. up and down ride yeah. itself. Oh, the build up's cool. Yeah. But yeah, like I the story with, and the, the character that moves around. If yeah. it were just 30 more seconds of like up and down <laughs> and like and what have you, it would be great. But I did figure out, I went on it a handful of times. Uh, I think it's they actually randomize it. I don't huh. think it's the exact same pattern really? every time. Interesting. Yeah, if I, but I may be wrong on that. The front thing opens though. You know how there's the part well, that happens. Yeah, they, it's open. surely <laughs> that has to be timed. So I well, don't... I'm saying I think there are there are at least a few different. Uh, Routes for the ride. Two people, two, three people at IGN would know. 
Eric, <laughs> Mike, Aransky. and Darren. Yeah, they they go to Disneyland all the time. Yeah, I'll, yeah. Have, to, I'll have to check with a, with one of them. So I actually but. went to a Disney World with my dad last year. Nice, and he is basically a kid. <laughs> so it had the same appeal in reverse. It's like I was taking my son That's to Disney awesome. World, and he was like, "This is so cool!" <laughs> and like every time that we'd see like a mascot or something, he'd be like, "Can I get a photo?" And we're like, "Sure, Dad. You, whatever you want. You want a lollipop? It's, we'll get you whatever so you want." Good. Yeah. But I got um, so this. I become aware. I, I guess I'd heard of it before, but I never really realized it was a thing. So, are you guys familiar with Dole Whip? No. It is a. I don't know. It, yeah. So you know, it's yeah. a. It's a. It's basically yogurt. It's or not. No, it's not. It's like a soft serve ice cream. Yeah. Except it's. For I have this. I have a dairy allergy. You know, I can. I can eat dairy, but I shouldn't. It's somehow. It's non dairy. It's this pineapple flavored mm-hmm. s- soft serve ice cream that's not huh. actually ice cream. And it's great. And it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And there's always a huge line for it. It's over by the tiki room. You can uh, go through the tiki room to skip the line. Did that? Yeah. Did that a couple <laughs> times. So like, yeah, I I tried that for the first time on this trip, and it's like, yep. This is incredible. I wish uh, I wish that this were in my life every day. Do you have a dairy allergy, or you like lactose intolerant? It's it's a dairy allergy, which is very different. Yeah, uh, I, I I can put, process it, mm. uh, unlike a lactose intolerance. But it's basically if I too much of it, and I'll be hurting. So wow. I generally just like I'll ha- I'll go for pizza. On yeah, a, I I but really you I know right yeah. me but uh, you like pizza but I just yeah have to, I'm I have so to surprised really, like. The, I used to eat dairy with every meal. Yeah. I figured out, like without even realizing it. I have like a cream cheese bagel in the morning, mm. and then a cheese on a sandwich for mm, lunch, geez. and then you know whatever dinner is probably cooked with a with you know something with whether something's cooked in butter or you know dairy's in a lot of stuff. It really mm-hmm. is, yeah. And then you know like uh, maybe milk and some cookies mm-hmm. at night before so you bed. Just feel sick all the time. I got to that point. Wow. Yeah, I got to that point. Before you should uh, chill. Well, I have now for the last five years. People are so bad with dairy. It's crazy. Like, humans just, a lot of humans can't handle dairy. Yeah. Maybe we shouldn't be having this delicious thing. (laughs) All good things must... I just love cheese so much. As as a dairy allergist, what's the best pizza in San Francisco? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what's not good is I had tried, when I first was trying to... Little Caesars. ...reconfigure my life (laughs) in in the sort of, okay, I can't have dairy all the time... I tried the like the soy cheese, the fake cheese. Mm-hmm. Disgusting. Yeah, it's not good. Absolutely me. vile. Never eat it yeah. for any reason ever. So bad. Yeah, but, I'm uh, actually kind of lactose intolerant, and I basically can't eat pizza. I do. So I <laughs> but it makes me sick. I I I've stayed away from. I don't drink milk anymore. Mm, neither. I I love milkshakes, but I don't have mi- oh, uh, milkshakes. a milkshake or ice cream. Yeah. So I'll eat the farthest I'll go is basically cheeses because yeah. they I'm okay with cheese. Yeah, it seems to be a little, you know, cuz it's, it's not it's less I mean it's aged, right? It's mm-hmm. not like the concentrated form yeah. of dairy mm-hmm. the way that a glass of milk is. Yeah, uh, like milkshakes or thick shakes make me super sick, but I still have one like once every couple of months. Well, I keep. Because I told so you I, we've had this allergist conversation. Yeah, about how I, I really need to speak to someone. And we need to get it could you. Could be sparking my asthma. And <laughs> yeah. anyway, anyway, uh, uh, yeah, it's not great. Welcome to the Health and Life Podcast with Alana <laughs> and Ryan with commentary from Destin. I was also going to ask Destin. You were in Germany. How was that? Yeah, Germany was great. How was Gamescom? Uh, Gamescom was great. Got to see some Injustice too. You can see that on IGN. That's cool. uh, played a bunch of Destiny. Destiny was great. And you played Crackdown. 
Uh, they weren't there. I actually specifically <laughs> the joke asked is Microsoft. Over? He would have told us straight away if it was. Yeah. Uh, but I did play it a few years ago. I don't know if you guys heard. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, is a lighter showing this year? Yeah. Like, there was some cool stuff there. Yeah, Microsoft basically, correct me if I'm wrong, because I literally... I got to play Sea of Thieves. I checked that nothing. Was great. Cool. Like, I, yeah. I zoned out. I played of, with the UK guys. I didn't check email or anything. Mm-hmm. I barely knew what was going on. You had a proper holiday. I did. Mm-hmm. Wow. You got to do it. It's hot. Uh, but it seemed like the, from what I knew ahead of time, it was pretty much all the same games as E3 that Microsoft had. Sort of. There was like a new Killer Instinct build there where they showed off story mode. Did you go to the show, the Xbox, the Microsoft show? I did. I did. Uh, It was a little confusing. Like, they had me go to the front of Hall 8, and then they got me in a bus, and they brought me to the backside of Hall 8, and I'm just like, I could have walked there in like five (laughs) minutes. So that was a little weird, and I missed the opening. I hate missing missing the opening uh, for IGN. Uh, somebody was speaking, but like I missed it, okay. so I don't know. And there was like a crowd of people, so I'm really bummed I couldn't get that for IGN. Mm-hmm. But we did get uh, Forza gameplay, uh, Horizon Two. We got gameplay of Sea of Thieves. We got Killer Instinct story mode. Had you played mode. Sea of Thieves at E3? I didn't. This is the you first did? time I played so, it. Yeah, I mean, obviously yeah. we raved uh, all day about it. What did you think of Sea of Thieves? It was very fun. It was wasn't fun. it? Uh, yeah, you get drunk right at the beginning. <laughs> you know, uh, I just also like did every that. Day. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so that's really fun. And then you kind of pirate around the ship, steer around the pirate ship as a crew. Yeah. Uh, It was really fun. I, like, climbed to the top, and I was doing all this, like, just getting pans of the sea and everything (laughs) like that. So, yeah. Yeah, I watched your gameplay. Yeah. You were obsessed with the instruments. You just kept playing the musical instruments the whole time. So I don't know if that was my perspective. I think it was intercut right like they cut between a few perspectives i'm not sure i didn't i skimmed around it a little yeah. bit because it, it was the same build as e3 or so the one same of, content I one think. of the uk guys edited it and he actually took everybody's perspective i think it was gav edited okay it, uh or one of the or i don't know anyway so they took all of our perspectives and kind of cut together a story about our experience with the game that's really cool so yeah it was really neat yeah, well, you, so you were playing pirate, and I was riding Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, we had, we had <laughs> yes. something in common last week, even, even though we were on opposite sides of the globe. I did nothing pirate related. I'm sorry to lay you guys down. Yeah. Do I have Get to leave now? Yeah. yeah. Well, that it's been. You've had a good run on this show a lot. No pirate enough. Say. And then, uh, well, I don't know if I should. Well, anyway, I'll just say it. Uh, after after Gamescom, we got like one free day, and I did something that I've don't wanted to do my entire life, and that was I went to Rome. That's oh, I, I awesome. saw your pictures because yeah. I, I was still checking Twitter because when you're in line at Disneyland, you don't have anything else to do. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I saw a lot of your tweets, and my goodness, because. Uh, Italy in general and Rome in particular, it's mm. it is literally number one on my bucket list. Of yeah, places I, that I want to go that I haven't been. Uh, a lot of people were worried about me because Italy is actually was hit by a massive earthquake yesterday, like oh, late wow. yesterday, and uh, one of the cities is actually devastated. Yeah, a few Ro- people Ro- passed away, Ro- so a few deaths so far. Yeah, wow. so my heart definitely goes out, but I'm fine. So anybody who's asking, obviously, I'm here yeah. in America. So yeah, but uh, my like heart definitely so goes out. So uh, Rome is beautiful. To be a little more positive, the co- but, yeah, yeah, you you were in, you went you visited the Colosseum. <laughs> I went to the Colosseum. I went to the Sistine Chapel. I went to the Roman Forum. I like I'm like I have eight hours. I literally set a timer. I'm like I have eight hours in Rome. Here's everything I want to see. I mapped it out and I stayed at a hostel. So yeah. I, I went there. I just stayed at a hostel yep. for the night. I slept. I got up at seven thirty. I walked to the Colosseum first thing, and I'm super glad that I walked because I got a feel for the city. Yeah, I got to see some absolutely. stuff that I didn't even plan on seeing. And uh, there's just so much history in one city. It's just fascinating. Did you have pizza? 
I did have pizza, but I had my fourth choice because everything else was open at night. And I, because uh, I was limited on time, mm-hmm. it was good. But I've had comparable pizza in America because you and I like go to really fancy pizza places. And, we, like, we, I ask for we your hit recommendations. The good spots, yes. So, have you either of you guys had Home Slice in Austin, Texas? No, no, no. It's my favorite pizza in America. It was absolutely incredible. Is it American style or is it traditional? Italian yeah. What's style? the uh, what format of pizza? Yes, we only have there's, one there's, in Australia, so I'm not. I don't know much about pizza, but <laughs> I mean, I know that they. They like import the water from New York, so I guess it's oh, New York wow. style. Okay. Like to Texas it, it to make that pizza. Is, yeah, it's yeah. So if they're making a big good. deal about the water, yeah. It's definitely like super floppy. Like to oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay, okay. I'm you and I are gonna we're gonna work on this pizza. Well, my favorite pizza <laughs> here is Zachary's, which is Chicago style. Okay, which is that's fair. Which yeah. is dish. Uh, I like traditional Italian. That's my favorite style. Me too. And uh, I don't the, pl- had the place in America. Time. The place in America that I'll does it. We'll, we'll take care of this. I think Una Pizza in San Francisco. Una Pizza Napolitana is, is fantastic. I, so I've been there once and it was fantastic. And I went there another time and there was too much salt. Mm. And huh. I was just like, man, like you guys make such a good pizza. Have Why you did gone you to Tony's in North Beach? I don't like Tony's. Really? I do not like their crust. How is that? Well, like which, we have one across pizza? the street, the, right? The, the, the margarita? Well, just pepperoni. Well, or... he has like 7,000 different pizzas. <laughs> I don't like Welcome Tony's. To I, 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 don't like, I don't like Tony's crust. Uh, I don't like that they drizzle it with oil. But hmm. I'm saying that there's, there's literally seven different pizza ovens that cook pizzas in different styles. So you, can't, you can't write off all of Tony's based on... It's like saying you hate anime. So the two Tony's, the two Tony's there's one in Walnut Creek now and there's one across the street well, from those IGN. Those are the slice houses. I'm they saying, suck. <laughs> but you haven't been to the North Beach. I have not. Okay, so... No. Again, both of you, we're, we have to... Tony's Slice House sucks. Okay, it does okay. not. The saying it's it sucks good. is like saying it's Little Caesars. It's not. <laughs> but, like, go to Una, go to Zero Zero. I haven't been like, to Zero Zero yet. I yeah, really yeah. need to okay. do that. You, we'll They're talk, very close to the office, actually. We'll talk oh, really? off the air. Okay. Because yeah. you're... This could get very heated. You're, yeah. uh, you're unfair... Yeah, you're... We need, i, I got to set you straight here. There's some education that has to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, What's the yeah. place down the road? Jersey's? They're, Jersey's is pretty good. They're okay, yeah. They're all right. Yeah, yeah. I, I have... I don't we're pizza there. snobs here at IGN. We're very... I am, Absolutely. There are a lot of people here who are pizza snobs. Oh, so, Rome, pizza was great. <laughs> oh, my God, the gelato. The gelato uh, yeah. was mind-blowing. Yeah. Uh, Kathleen, uh, our video coordinator, yeah. uh, she was just like, Destin, you have to try the gelato. So I'm at Trevi Fountain. Beautiful, by the way. Um, and I got the best ice cream I've had in my life. It is so good. Uh, yes. So I, I, couldn't, I couldn't eat that. Everybody knows I love ice cream. What I think flavor? if you... Uh, so I got Kit Kat and Lion. I, Lo- salt. Oh, salt. On. Yeah. Like Lion the candy bar? Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. A Lion bar, for it's not really available in America, but yeah. I know what you're talking about yes. because I've been to Germany mm-hmm. myself. A Lion bar is basically a chocolate-covered caramel rice krispie treat yep. in candy bar form and it's amazing yes so you had a, you had an ice cream version of this yes so i had oh, ice man. cream kit kat and lion bar and they just like like there's pictures on my i gotta uh, go to rome on my uh twitter you of and it me both yes yeah. uh and then so i had gelato twice and i had pizza twice the first time i had one by trevi fountain but like they did the reheat thing and you don't get the fluffiness of the crust when mm. they reheat it it's crispy so i was it was still good i in America, okay, good. New yeah. York style is actually better because it's, it's reheated. Crispier. Huh. Yes, mm-hmm. but I but yeah, if you're talking about the Rome, you know, mm-hmm. the Italian style Neapolitan pizza, yeah, it's you don't want to reheat. No, it. no, 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 no. Yeah, so that that was okay. And then I went to a sit down restaurant. I just ordered a whole 
margarita. I just want yes. margarita. And uh, it was fantastic. But like I said, I'm like, man, I've had pizza like this in America. And I really wanted, like, one of my top three. <laughs> you wanted yeah. your so, mind yeah. to be blown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if we're just, like, too Americanized to our pizza. And, mm-hmm. like, theirs is the correct pizza. Yeah. But not – but I don't know. It's weird. Pizza has sort of just – we have stolen it, effectively. Well, I feel like there's enough of an Italian community in the U.S. that it would be uh, there would be ways for you to find authentic Italian yeah. pizza. It's not mm-hmm. like it's totally different, right? Because there are Italian people. Still I will here say there, pizza. I, I went uh, with Brian Altano to a Roman, uh, really Roman pizza place mm-hmm. it's, here. Yeah, it's over uh, in Oakland. It's like near. It's down Market. It's not like close enough to work to What's go. What's it called? I have to. I have to look. Is it, it up called again Roman later. Pizza? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it is not. But it was pretty good. It, but but it was not. I've had better in this. Yeah. So I wonder if that's kind of in the same same family. Yeah. But uh, so Rome was a once in a lifetime experience for me. I you're had, only there a day though. You got to go back. Hmm. Uh, well, next I want to go to Venice. Like if I ever get another opportunity, nice. yeah. I'd rather go there and you know see see everything that's there. That's great. Did you just take a train from Germany? Uh, I took a plane. It was oh, cheaper. Look at you. Yeah. Wow. How much is that? It was two hundred pounds. It was like it was like three hundred bucks. That's yeah. a fair amount of money. Well, when you look comparatively at like how much a trip like that would have cost me from America, that's uh, true. It's like two grand. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I'm just like I'm. I every year that I've gone to Gamescom, I've always wanted to take my free day in Italy, mm. and I never did it. And I'm just like I'm doing it this year. I that's don't awesome. Care. Good for you. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. So video games. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, guys. Pizza, gelato. <laughs> hey, yeah. these are important topics. I agree. Also, slow news, news week. Yeah. Uh, we do have a few news stories for you, which we'll get to in a second. But I also want to mention the highlight of this show, the reason that you're, when you downloaded this show, you saw that it's real long episode this week. Ralph Fulton, the creative director from Playground Games, he is basically the head of Forza Horizon. He came, he was here in San Francisco. Oh, wow. uh, he came in yesterday morning. Uh, I was here with him, and we ended up talking for about an hour. Mm-hmm. And it was I think it's a fantastic interview. Uh, Ralph's a great guy. I've, I've spent a good amount of time with him because our very first IGN first was with him when we revealed Horizon 2. So I've been out to his studio for a couple days. It was cool to have him here at IGN. So uh, we've got a, like I said, about an hour interview coming up later in the show that covers, yeah, it covers some Horizon stuff, but it's more kind of about building a racing studio, building a game studio from scratch, and the fact that they've done nothing but ship first-class games mm-hmm. right out of the gate. I, I had a really good time talking to him. I hope all of you guys enjoy the interview. So that'll be uh, coming up right after... Where are we doing that? We're going to slot that in after the news. So uh, we'll do the news now so we can get to that interview Come sooner. Here. Come back right after this. Okay, a few news stories this week, uh, the first of which is some real good news. Not totally unexpected, but just glad to have this out there and confirmed. The Witness, which Mm -hmm. IGN gave a 10 out of 10 to, uh, is now coming to Xbox One. It's coming this fall, specifically September 13th, so less than one month. Just, what, two two or three weeks from now. Mm -hmm. The Witness is on the way, so if you've heard your friends talking about The Witness... Uh, it's been on PC too, so maybe you yeah. played it there. But it's my uh, game of the year so far this year, and it's the also witness? yep. And it's one of three tens we've given out, which is Inside the Witness and uh, was it Stardew Valley? One? No, no. Uh, it was a game that came out last year. 
really strange. Witness really gave it a 10 this year? Yeah. Callie gave it a 10. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, so it was real early in the year, wasn't it? Yes. It's and like two... It's, it's an indie, yes. little, it was a little indie thing, right? Yeah, but people love it. I can't remember the name of the game. <laughs> yeah, I'm blanking, either. too. I know what yeah. you're talking about. It doesn't bode well for <laughs> that game. They gave one to the Pope. They gave a copy of it to the Pope. Did they really? <laughs> yeah. Huh. But, uh, yeah, what what I thought was extra cool about this Witness announcement... Untamed? On... That's going to drive me crazy if we don't figure out the name of that game. Well, I want to Google it. I, yeah. I would rather, actually, I think it's better radio if you're, cra- if you're just driven mad. Okay, good. I'll just be crazy the whole but, time. But, um, yeah, what I thought was neat about, just sort of serendipitous about this announcement, <laughs> the timing of it. <laughs> we're both like, we're like what is it? <laughs> just clawing at the yeah. table. The news of this, of, the, of this broke on the same day that Inside came out for PS4. Undertale. Yes. <laughs> I knew it was a Sorry, year. Ryan. Undertale. It's okay. okay. Now, it's, yeah. now you okay. got it out of your system. We're all good. All good. But I just think it was cool that uh, both the two, what I think are absolutely the two front runners for Game of the Year. Yeah. I know a lot of people tweeted me, Uncharted 4. It's like, yes, Uncharted 4 is excellent, but I would not vote for, and I've played Uncharted 4, I wouldn't vote for it over The Witness or no, I wouldn't uh, either. Inside, but it's Un- of course Uncharted fantastic. 4 is like an amazing cinematic experience, but it's not... You know, there are a lot of lulls in that game was my biggest yeah. thing. There are parts where I was I mean, bored. Uh, not to get too deep in the weeds, but... Sure, but, but I, yeah, I think Inside I, and the Windows I thought it was great that, great. I mean, you know, the the, deve- the developers of, of these two games, of course, Play Dead with Inside and uh, Jonathan Blow with with The Witness, that there were the two, like, two of the best mm-hmm. digital games last generation mm-hmm. with Braid and Limbo, and then they've, they're, they're somehow still kind of tied together this generation. They both... Both came out in 2016, both follow-ups after, you know, years and years in the making, and now they both sort of crossed over to the, the console they weren't on uh, on yeah, the same day. So. that is really cool. I'm Love happy it. I can play this one now. Yeah. Definitely uh, should play lot, it. Definitely should play The Witch. I know I could have before, I just, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, hey, a lot of people, a lot of our listeners do only have an Xbox One because, mm-hmm. hey, you know, it's expensive to have both consoles, and it's even more expensive to have a PC, so yeah. uh, this should get The Witness in a lot more people's I, hands now. I need to check it out. I feel like I kind of need to, especially when Game of the Year voting comes up. It's just going to be like, this. if this got a 10, it's one of those games you have to yeah. play, like Inside. Yeah. I will say I'm too stupid for The Witness. Mm-hmm. I got about 100 and something panels into it mm-hmm. and kind of just got stuck every everywhere. Did yeah. you? I was like, I'm, I can't. I don't remember how many, how many puzzles I got, but... Uh, I was playing through The Witness while I had pneumonia, which meant I was like two weeks right. while I was at home, and that sucked because I was also homesick. So it was like, it was, I think in January, I was playing this game because I had nothing else to do because I had pneumonia, I wasn't allowed to leave yeah. the house, but then I was also homesick, which killed me because I wasn't allowed to go anywhere and distract myself from having just moved to the US. So I was like both miserable, but couldn't distract myself from being miserable because I was sick, so I just played The Witness the whole time, and mm-hmm. I genuinely feel like that game kind of saved me. Like... It distracted me completely. It's uh, we got. I was playing it with a friend, and we got all seven of the lasers, and then like got to the bottom of the the mountain. And nice. So we we spent a, like maybe sixty hours playing that game, and it just like is the sole reason that I made it through that. So that's, that's, that's cool weeks. that the witness is probably a game that above and beyond it being a great game, you're you're probably never going to forget. The yeah, definitely not because yeah. of the life circumstances yeah. around. I the feel witch. like it legitimately helped me through something that sucked. So. Yeah, it was, it, like, it's awesome. Uh, do you have any stories like that, Destin? Any games, either good, good or bad games, that just are forever entrenched in your memory because they they 
happened they coincided with some big moment in your life yeah uh usually sad stuff yeah. like fallout 3 definitely helped me through like a breakup when yeah. i was in my early 20s and you know i just immersed myself in that world yeah. and it just kind of distracted me from that and like same with alana your experience moving that far away from everything you know is incredibly difficult mm-hmm. i've had to do it twice and second time it's a little easier but for you i mean i could i'm glad you had something to kind of help you through that process yeah it was like i wanted to be able to go out and do stuff but i couldn't because i was sick so i was just at home just doing nothing like thinking about how far away from home i was and mm-hmm. it was brutal but the witness is a great game <laughs> yeah i for me i'll chime in uh this is this it's a funny it, it'll you'll laugh now sega uh Superstars Tennis for the Xbox 360. Not a great game. I I bought that game like two years ago. uh, For the achievements. Right. I I had to review that game. It was just the luck of the draw was an assignment. Right at the the same weekend that my first wife uh, said, hey, I cheated on you and I'm out of here and this is over. I like had to... I'm like this emotional disaster of a human being and then i like had i had to turn on that effing game because i had to review it yeah so i'll bet that's probably one of the worst reviews i've ever (laughs) written in my life if you were to if you somehow still had the copy of oxm like yeah i'll never forget sega superstar (laughs) tennis remember that game angrily no i mean it It was sonic's fault (laughs) I, i mean i get it's Maybe it distracted me for five minutes, but I remember mm. I remember just like not being able to focus on that video yeah. game at all whatsoever. Yeah. But damn you, Sonic! <laughs> no, it wasn't your fault, Sonic. It's okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, moving on. Below, we've been looking forward to it for a long time. Wait, mm-hmm. before we get to that, yes, I want to talk about something that's going on in the Destiny yeah, community. Please. Oh, yeah, please. So uh, Professor Broman and sort of uh, his group of friends are doing something for Destiny Community Con. Uh, they're doing a huge fundraiser for St. Jude's Hospital. That's great. Uh, you can watch what they're up to on twitch.tv slash Professor Broman. And they've raised Is that something. B-R-O-M-A-N? Professor Broman? So. You can Google it and then find it. Is that a Twitch well, streamer we name? Make, we it's, it's, it's a Twitch streamer, yeah. 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 So it's Professor Broman. I believe it's one N. Off the top of my head, or we can, we can also B-R-O-H-M-A-N? No, it's B-R-O-M-A-N. B R O H M A N. No, it's B R O M A N. I just don't know if it's his, one N or two. Make it as easy as off possible the top of my head. Anyway, he's been on the show before on Fireteam Chat, mm-hmm. and right now they are raising money for St. Jude's Hospital. All donations go directly to the hospital, and they've raised over two hundred thousand dollars already. That's awesome. I, I'm incredibly. Uh, proud to be part of the destiny community like i'm not part of this charity but just seeing what our community has come together to do for kids yes. for sick kids it's just it's just fantastic that's wonderful yeah and it's all you know it's just the destiny community coming together to so do something amazing people get involved so it's it's watch the the twitch stream and donate is that is it as yeah, simple as just, that just watch hang out and if you want to donate all proceeds go well no just i think it goes any money you donate goes right to them there's no middleman we're recording on wednesday do you know yeah. how long this is happening well i know this is going on this so, isn't going to be over by the time this hits the air is it i don't think so destiny community con is this weekend okay so i think it's leading up to that they have a goal of three hundred thousand dollars or something sounds crazy. like they're gonna so, yeah. probably have a real good chance to hit that goal yeah and of course even if it is over you can still just donate to saint jude's hospital Yes. So towards a good cause. So. That's great. Yeah. That's love so it. awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, good. Love to see. I just want to give them a shout out on the well, show. Yeah. And it's, it's you know, yeah. we get so bogged down. It's, you know, whether it's IGN comments or, or social media, mm-hmm. there's just so much vitriol and, and just garbage yeah. that, that's in the dialogue, that's in the, the discourse. It's great to highlight 
the fact that the video game community can be a very, very positive place when good people bound together and, and channel uh, their energies in a positive direction. Yeah. Uh, back to video game news. I don't. Need, there's there's just <laughs> no way to come to, to come back from. Well, no, it. Just, at least it's a good keep, thing. Keep going, you guys. Keep yeah, making I'm, money for kids. Now I'm also talk, let's talk about below. Being yeah, delayed. now I'm going to talk about a, a delayed video game, which doesn't <laughs> yeah. seem nearly as important, but. Uh, below, uh, you know, a friend of the show, Nathan Vella from Capybara Games. He's 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 sat in on this show. In fact, he he's got a point in trivia, I think, or doesn't have a point. I can't oh, if he well, famously well, has zero points. He's losing a point. Right <laughs> but uh, <laughs> unfortunately, below, which we've been waiting for for quite some time, it's been delayed. It's been you know, where is it? Where is it? It is delayed again, with no date given. The, the, they've said they are going dark, so. Uh, they're not giving a new release date. Instead, they're, quote, going dark while we take the time we need to complete below without compromise. They will only be giving the next update of the game when it has a firm release date, which it will then share when they're ready. Uh, This is a quote from Nathan and the team. We're sorry we let you down with yet another delay, but in the end, we need to make certain that the hard work we've put into this game turns into something you'll love, and to us, that unfortunately means keeping below in the oven a while longer until it is truly until it truly is ready. I have to ask: Do you think they saw what happened with No Man's Sky's launch, and they're just like, "We are not dealing with launch problems"? Like, I that. don't think they. I don't think this had anything to do with No really? Man's Sky. I mean, we hadn't heard about the game for a really long time, so I feel like this is something that they wanted to announce for a while. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they've probably been trying to take stock of exactly I, my guess, and you know. If Nathan wants to call in, or, or uh, you know, we, he's always welcome here. I mean, he's been here before. My guess would be that exactly what you're saying, Alana. They've probably been having a lot of meetings about mm-hmm. where the game is, and okay, do we go ahead and ship what we have, or if if we don't ship, we've got to just go head down and do a lot more. And it sounds like they've, if yeah. that's the case, they've chosen it's option bo- B there. It's bold to basically say, hey. We're not going to give you a new release date, but the one we said isn't happening, and yeah. we're going to launch when it's ready. Yeah, I respect that. I do too. I wish more companies I do would too. do that. It's better than delaying. I think. I mean, yeah. My my, I won't call it my only negative reaction, but my only my concern with this is something that's not even really my business, but it's because I want Cappy and Nathan to do well because mm-hmm. they've made great games and they're great people, and I'm of course they know this, but. I with without me having the information, I just hope that this doesn't mean that it's gonna make it so that this that below has to sell like three million copies in order to break even. You know what I mean? I'm just, I'm worried for the, just for them about oh I hope I hope this doesn't put them like in a difficult spot when the game does yeah. come out. I mean it's not my business. They know how to run their business. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm just I hope. Uh, I, I'm glad the game will be as polished as possible, and I hope uh, it's the best business decision for them, too. Obviously, if they didn't, they'd probably just put it out and whatever. I don't know. I'm not making any sense. Well, I mean, if the no, game... You, you are. We first heard about it in 2013. If it doesn't come out until you know the end of 2017, maybe, that's four years of funding. Like That's not easy for a small studio. Yeah, like That has to be tough. Now, uh, I mean, Super Time Force, by all accounts, did very well on... Pretty much every platform. Mm-hmm. It was on 360, PS3, PS4, and Xbox One, and I think PC as well. Yeah. So I think it was pretty well on everything, and that was a very good game, and I think it was very, very successful. So hopefully that's enough. I mean, it's the same like the Behemoth. They made Castle Crashers, 
which made absurd amounts of money because yeah. it was in the top back when Major Nelson used to publish the list of of the most popular games on on uh, Live Arcade and Xbox Live. You know, it was there for years, and they they took the Behemoth took at least four years, if not longer, to get their uh, Battle Block Theater. Same thing applies to the Witness, actually. Yeah, true. They just ran off the funding from Braid, and it worked. So, yeah, hopefully all all is well. Um, I really want Below. (laughs) So it's it's half like, yeah, I want it to be the best version of it that it can be, but I also just really want to play it. And and here's the, the good news is, there's um, there's no reason to be upset about this. None. Because uh, there's so many other great games coming and out now that there's plenty to keep you entertained mm-hmm. until whenever they they have decided that they're ready to go. Because, you know, it's I'd rather wait for a nice, super polished game than have them dump out a game that's a 6.5 that we play once and forget about forever. Yeah, you know? definitely. Mm-hmm. Yep. 100%. Speaking of game sales, though, the NPD results for July were in number one game. You want to take a guess, Destin? You've already well, cheated. I, I can see. But <laughs> I can wanna, read. You want to uh, pretend like you haven't already everybody. looked at it? And oh, it. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Minecraft. Oh, that would be a reasonable guess. But, that actually uh, would be a pretty good guess. Yeah, I know. It I'm, is on the I'm, list. I'm giving you a... I know. I'm just, <laughs> just roll with me on this. Yeah, GTA Five number wow. one. Wow, <laughs> I was way off the mark <laughs> because I can't read. GTA Five, the number one game for July. Uh, number two is surprising though. Yeah, Overwatch and three. Yeah, and these are retail, right? That surprises you. Overwatch. The, these numbers are retail numbers, right? They've started to mix in some digital. Okay, remember? well then, no, it yeah. doesn't surprise me. But if this was retail sales, yes, Overwatch yeah. being at number two would surprise me. Well, it's still. July is a dead month, right? There, there's really nothing Fair major point. that comes out. So, of course, I mean, Overwatch was from June, correct? Fair point. Or yeah. late May. I feel like it has to hit a point where everyone owns these games at some point, like Grand Theft Auto V. How does everyone not own that by now? Mm-hmm. But I think Who that's, are they selling it to? Well, I think that's exactly the point. Is Well, they just released a new DLC. Yeah. Cunning stunts. <laughs> which it. I say carefully. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I think you're on the right track already. Is uh, People that are... Whoever's buying... Xbox Ones and PS4s every month and NP like Xbox mm. One was the number one selling console for July. I think you guys probably covered that last week while I was gone. If you didn't shame on you, I, I, I think so. <laughs> Whatever, it's fine. Uh, I'm, we're telling you that now. Uh, they covered our death. <laughs> yeah, that was the whole episode. Yeah. I think everybody that's buying new consoles is probably buying GTA yeah. Five for those new consoles. That does make as sense. Well. So there are going to be new people to sell GTA Five to for. All. Until GTA 6 yeah. comes out. Oh, there's one on here that is surprising. There's actually a bunch on here. Yeah. So Grand so, Theft Auto, Overwatch. Yep. Keep going. Go? Yeah, Lego, please. Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Not Which really was a uh, yeah, big June release. Not mm-hmm. a surprise there. Monster Hunter Generations. A little bit of 3DS, surprise. 3DS, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. 3DS. Yeah. Um, Call of Duty Black Ops 3. Minecraft. NBA 2K16. <sighs> Doom 2016. Good to see Doom hanging in there. It's an excellent game. Here's the one that's surprising to me. Destiny the Taken King. People are getting. Which, didn't that come out in sep- last September? So I, there's a sale right now oh, I know of, but that but I don't know if that was taking place in July. Yeah. But there is this new content, Rise of Iron, coming out in September, and I think people are just getting ready to get on that hype train. Or I would guess that people don't know. So it's the same where it's people buying a new console and they're like, "I want the newest version of Destiny. That's what I'm buying," and they're not mm-hmm. even aware of Rise of Iron. Yeah, maybe that's very true. Yeah, Good uh, point. Destiny is a great game to have if like you, you like buy destiny one, 
Yeah. I didn't it or know. Not, uh, it's really good if you have one game for your console and it's Destiny. There's plenty of hours of gameplay there. Like, I've got a thousand hours in, so there's lots to do. Um, and then the last one was Tom Clancy's Go- Rainbow Six Siege. I have a lot of fun playing Siege. And I'll tell yeah. you, this is another one where big time legs here. Mm-hmm. A lot yeah. lo- long tail on this. And it's uh, this is another one where Ubisoft deserves a lot of credit. I res- I reviewed Rainbow Six Siege and I gave it a, if I remember correctly, a seven point nine. Huh. Just a really good game, but it was kind of a skeleton when it came out. Yeah. But they've added a lot to it. They've continued to put a lot of work, uh, a lot of maps, a lot, all kinds of stuff, new operators, and uh, Rainbow Six is the core of it is excellent. Mm-hmm. Which is that the core of it is what I reviewed, and they've only just fleshed it out. In that time, so it's good to see that. Uh, in fact, I think Ubisoft had sent us a stat that, like, they had they their monthly players are going up. Yeah, not down. They're going up. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah. I, I still have friends who play it almost every single night, and I play it probably once every couple of weeks. It's but real I, it's, fun. It's great. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a real shame fun. the opposite happened for the division. That did not yeah, work well, out at all. It's just like bad DLC, and then they crack down on their community. It's like it's just it's kind of a lesson in what not to do. Yeah, they just they really screwed that up. Yeah, it's it's a bummer too because there was such good core there. It could have been like the destiny for Ubisoft. Well, I'm yes. sure I'm sure it's still doing well for yeah. them, but like they, they dropped really, by like sixty percent or something. Yeah, they really alienated their community. Yeah, and it just sucks that they did that because it was almost good. Like it was the kind of thing where you could play it and be like, "Does does it?" substance here. A kernel yeah. of yes. something. It's like they just need to build on it, and then they kind of built on it. They released their raid, and it was a little underwhelming, and then they started banning people for not playing it the way they intended, like well, they were yeah. farming it in a way that the developer didn't like, but so they how started is, banning that's people. That's not the player's fault. Well, the, yeah. they were basically saying that it was cheating, even though it technically wasn't. It was just like minor exploits, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was It was pretty messy. Yeah, yeah that... I mean, I don't know the full story, just what you, what, what you guys are telling me. That mm. yeah. does not sound like a good way that, to handle it. That's that. my perception, and I, I'm bummed. Like, I played that one on Xbox One. I loved it. But, and, th- and then that content came out, and yeah. Well, but Rainbow Six doing well. And yeah. Yes. If you haven't played Rainbow Six, yeah, give it a shot. This, mm-hmm. is, a, this is a really good list of games, actually. But again... Who doesn't own Minecraft? <laughs> doesn't it's everyone on every own li- that game? Every time. Like, it's always on the list. I would be surprised if it wasn't on the list at this point. To be fair, Ooh. I did have to buy a, a copy of Minecraft last week. How many years until Minecraft is not on this list? I, One more year? Two? No I really... What I think it is, is that yeah. every... You know, every single year, there's got to be a new generation of kids yeah, who just exactly starts console right. gaming. Mm-hmm. Minecraft. So yeah. every single year, Minecraft sells well. I think in two and a half years, Minecraft... This version will no longer be on the on our NPD list. Oh, you I think we're going to get a Minecraft too? No, no, maybe not two years. I'll say a year and a half. I'd take that bet. You think? I think it'll think still it's, be I, in the top ten. But what what are we defining? Every month or just like a majority of the year? When will it Seven fall off the list? Oh, it's well, never fallen off the list but, to date. But come this holiday, mm-hmm. when all these big games hit, it could be a le- number eleven. So I would I would not take that bet then, because I think. I think it could it could fall off for a month, but I think mm-hmm. it's always going to hover around the top ten, and probably usually in it. But I think it yeah. went up against Overwatch, and it, it stayed on the list. But again, nothing came out in May, June, and July, relatively speaking. Whereas you know uh, October and November this year are huge. I mean, look, Final we'll Fantasy. You guys, I'm sure talked about last week, got delayed till November. Yeah. yeah, November is Final Fantasy, Call of Duty. Uh, I guess Titan falls the end of October. Even September, but it might, some stuff starts too. But but my point is, there's so many 
high-profile games out in, again, November, to for instance, that I'm sure there's a good chance Minecraft slips to 11 or 12. I kind of don't even feel like it will. Like I feel like even in those months, it'll still stay on there. It's going to be on there for we'll a long mark time. Mark the show, and we'll see. Uh, it'll be yeah. interesting to see how, yeah. that play, how that plays out this year. Well, we'll keep doing these once a month, and we <laughs> might need. Yeah. Minecraft uh, confirmed still there. Take us through the marketplace report, and then no, actually, we'll just skip trivia this week because we have what? an hour long. It's my chance to catch up to Marty. Well, you know what? I left the it was I left the printout. At my Do you have the email? Anyway. Do you have the email? No, it was literally a uh, He donated right. a prize. Yeah. The winner. Uh, Fine, we'll do it next. His week. name's Wyatt. I'll and tell Marty will get it, and I won't. Just <laughs> settle down. I'm just kidding. Marty cheats. It's fine. He it's does. fine. Totally. Uh, yeah, what can we spend our money on this week? You can buy Deus Ex Mankind Divided. I really want to play this. We, Vince we gave it a, it a 9.2. Big Vince liked it a score. lot. Yeah. Yeah. Vince does not like anything. You know what else is out, too, that's not on, that I didn't write down here because it's not for Xbox, but Deus Ex Go. Oh, yeah. Apparently yeah, it's Deus Ex Go. Mitch. Rest in peace. Uh, he, Speaking he of is, dead he editors. Is, he is tweeting about it a lot, and he loves it. I like it a lot. I I'm stuck right now, which uh, happens in the Mm -hmm. Go games. I don't quite like it as well as Hitman and Lara Croft Go, but I like it a lot. I like the Hitman was my favorite one. Yeah. Uh, I I didn't like Lara as much. Really? Yeah. Did you finish it? No. There's a big snake's chasing me. It's so... (laughs) Or dragon. The further in you get on (laughs) Lara Croft Go, the better. Because the the puzzles are too easy for a while. Mm -hmm. But then they start to get... Tough and and interesting Got later it. on, so I would say go back. Well, I mean, I have I just pick it up once in a while. So. Well, you have it on your iPad yeah. or something, right? iPhone. Yeah, those are all mobile games. All mobile yeah. games. Yeah. Well, at, uh, Hitman came out on PS4. Oh, Hitman Go. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. that. Yeah, it came out on mm-hmm. PS4. Huh. It's good on PS4. I mean, yeah. Just play it on it's your good on whatever device. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's cheaper, and that's where it's designed to be played. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if you want to play on your PS4 though, or whatever, I think it costs whatever more on available. PS4 though. Oh, I think it, it might be ten bucks, or is nah, it, I think it's like five on your mobile device. It seems kind Whatever. of unfair. Anyway, Deus Ex Mankind divided nine point two from 9.2 IGN. Two from IGN. Uh, Madden NFL seventeen, the best Madden yet. It is apparently oh yeah really we good. we gave that a good review score eight, also eight point six I think yeah they they have new mechanics in the game I don't know Alex did an interview at Gamescom and he said a bunch of stuff I didn't understand <laughs> well it, this apparently is one of the better Madden did they talk in about physics time. they just yeah, always talk about physics. physics in sports games physics and the, the throwing is that grass. There is grass. Oh. Definitely a Madden game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, F1 2016 is also out. Retail? That's a thing. Also, it's apparently, cars. pretty good this year. There's cars. Yeah, yeah there, are, uh, there are roads. And is it, are they roads or tracks? Tracks? Well, F1, <laughs> F1 courses are often road That's courses. That's true. Yeah. Wow. Nailed yeah. it. Yeah. Made it sound like I know something about F1 racing. You do. There you go. Uh, I gotta stop being snarky. People actually <laughs> like these games. I just know nothing about them. I feel You're like just an idiot. <laughs> yeah. I make fun Basically. of them in a way that is like I'm trying to make fun of myself. I'm not trying to make fun of people who Me like too. them. Me so too. it's like I don't know anything about sports. I'm dumb. But it's like if you if you like Madden, I'm not gonna hate you for that. It's totally fine. I'm gonna play Madden 17. I'm gonna do it. All right. I know. Football. Report back. Yeah. I'll let you guys know. Uh, digitally, we have score Omicron. lots of hoops in that game, <laughs> Destin. Yeah, yeah. several Hit lots of home runs. <laughs> yeah, I hear it's the best Madden yet. <laughs> uh, digitally, we have Omicron, which is nine dollars. It's a point and click adventure. We have Worms WMD All Stars Edition, which is thirty dollars. And the Worms games just keep coming. There are a lot of those. Uh, Slime Rancher, which is in game preview, it's twenty dollars. I with got a free Worms. Trial. Huh? Excuse me. That's what we're gonna call it. <laughs> you know, like. 
Worm farm, like an ant farm. <laughs> Damn it, Ryan. Uh, unnamed Fiasco. It's a very good good title. Good title. Uh, $10. It's a competitive local multiplayer game. And Biola Latino? I think that's correct. Which is $25. It's a dance game. Dance game. But we do also have a game that I reviewed today. Oh. Which came out today. Oh, okay. That's why it's not on this because I made this yesterday. Um, is Valley, which I've given my lowest review score ever. The which Slender is... developers, yes. correct? Yeah, uh, a lot of people like Blue Slender. Isle. Yeah, uh, you know this. It's a. I gave it a five out of ten. Uh, you gave Slender that's not a five bad. out of ten. Five out of ten isn't bad. It's, five out of ten is what? It's mediocre, mediocre. Yeah. and that's absolutely what the game is. It's yeah. mediocre. There's people like arguing with the comments about how it's better than I said it was, and it deserves what a seven point five Valley. Um, okay. But I'm like, well, no, that's because you think that a seven point five is average. But a, a Correct. five, it's it's a mediocre game. There's stuff about it that's really good. You use the full scale? I use an actual scale, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. I thought we were only allowed to use seven and up. Pretty much. They internet? look at anything that's below seven as bad, but it's not. It's like, it's 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 mediocre. It's absolutely mediocre. You can try it if you want. Um, or mediocre, as I like to pronounce it. Well, that's incorrect. We're all idiots. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the incorrect pronunciation. Uh, marketplace. August Games with Gold, we have Warriors Orochi 3 Ultimate. This actually isn't up to date. Major Nelson just tweeted out the new games, and they're fantastic. All of them? Because yesterday he had up one of them. He tweeted out four of them. So, uh, Forza Horizon 2 on 360. Or Forza Horizon on 360 is one of them. The first one? The first one. Still I'm going to switch Twitter right now. Yeah, so uh, we actually need to update this list because uh, I tweeted it out. Let's do it. And it is uh, a really, really good lineup. Uh, yeah, Alana, well, you guys look that up. I'll read what's available now. Uh, Warrior Orchi 3 Ultimate, all August. WWE 2K16, August 16th to September 15th. Beyond Good and Evil HD, August 16th to 31st on 360. And uh, Ryan, you said the only game they've announced so far was well, Earthlock. as of yesterday, yeah. Festival of Magic. And, uh, we, and I know oh, here we go. Forza Horizon yep. on 360. So on Xbox One, we have Earthlock Festival of Magic. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Assassin's Creed Chronicles China. For the yeah, second half. For the second mm-hmm. half, so on, September. On oh, the, the, Chron- the Chronicles are not oh, no, the good games. Those right. are the bad assassins. I mean, they're not the bad. Last one. They're just it's not, not reacting at all. Well, we haven't gotten there yet. Oh, okay. On 360, starting uh, September 1st, is Forza Horizon. Awesome. Through to September 15th. And then sept- September 16th, we have Mirror's Edge, yeah. which is free. No excuses, people. If you have not <laughs> played Mirror's Edge 1, it is free. Free in the second half. You know, my birthday is in the second half of September, so this is like a birthday present even though I already have it. Hey, did you guys know it's my birthday today? Happy Happy birthday, birthday. really? Yeah. Uh, But those are both really, really, really good games. But I kind of want to tell people... Why are you here? I'm I'm going home early. Oh, good. I'm going to go get some buggers and then leave. Nice. I had to come in for this and to prepare for... I'm going to be on uh, Up at Noon tomorrow. I'm hosting because Brian's out, which is our, for those who don't know, is our live talk show that starts at noon, PT. So come check that out. Just kidding. (laughs) <laughs> people are like does it start at 12 like yes it starts at 12 uh i kind of want to tell people not to play forza horizon it's I great i was wondering what? why they have the 360 version and not the xbox one version that was a little surprising there wasn't a th- yeah xbox forza one horizon it's forza horizon one. Oh, duh. yeah okay so i want right, to i, I want to say okay. not to play it just because i don't those games are fairly similar i still think forza horizon 2 is incredible and Two Why would you one. say not to play it? One well, is I just great. think that if you're playing it in September and then three comes out, I feel like it's too close together. Okay. 
Like, I think that it'd be better if you, like, had to play them a year apart. But if you're playing them in a really small chunk, like, close together, I see then what you're they saying. might, like, melt into each other. Play it, but you're only allowed to the first weekend that it's out, and then you're not well, allowed to look at it I again until Forza yeah. Horizon yeah. 2 yeah. comes out. I, I totally get your point, but I guess what I would say is... So Just download it. If you, it. Play it. if you play Horizon 1 in the first half of the month, which is when it's mm-hmm. available, and then 3 comes out in the second half of the month... Jumping from it could X- do the opposite. Jumping from yeah. the 360 first one mm. to the Xbox One third one, it, you're, you're going to be make like, the third oh one my be amazing. god! You're right. It might do the opposite <laughs> where it makes it look so good. It's just that they are, you know, very similar in structure. I agree with so you. So I wouldn't I mean, want them to. I wouldn't want Forza Horizon Three to be ruined by anyone by playing something that's very similar close to it. That's a fair point. Alana, what's PlayStation been putting out lately? I, I know it's an Xbox show, but I just feel like Xbox oh, and, uh, has been kind of plus games. Xbox has been kind of creaming them lately with quality. Spelunky recently, I think that was okay, on that's Xbox. A good that was on Xbox, and I don't, I don't remember Whatever. that. It, that it means they are very forgettable. You yeah. get free games no matter which console you have. That's I'm just say. saying, I'm very happy with what Xbox has been doing. Yeah. I hope they continue. Absolutely, mm-hmm. up your game zone. How much is a? Uh, because <laughs> Sony did actually just raise. The PS $60 starting September. Which, How much is it on Xbox? $60. It's okay. been, uh, Microsoft, so it's comparable to markets. Then. Microsoft yeah. raised it from 50 to 60 some years ago. Yeah, and it, yeah. you know, I remember uh, last generation when you had to pay for the 360 and you didn't have to pay on PS3. And I remember being furious about that until I played on. I bought my PS3 and started playing online and realized why. It was just like, you were paying for Xbox Live and it was a far better oh, service. Yes. Oh, yes. Just so much better. So it was like, okay, no, this is fine. I'll pay for this. This is good. Pretty good on PS4 now. It is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you are paying for it now. So mm-hmm. it's dramatically improved since then. But on PS3, yeah. it was not good. And it's like, you know, those are expensive services. I'm, I'm fine with paying $60 mm-hmm. a year, which is almost nothing. Five bucks a month. Especially yeah. when you get free games every month like this. Yeah. I mean, Sweet. I spend $6 a day on protein bars. <laughs> so it's like, you know, what? yeah. Wait, I would why? Really spend that much. much. Buy them in bulk. I should buy them in bulk, but my, the reason Wait. I don't do that is because if I buy them in bulk, then I eat them all. What kind of protein bars? Are they like the, the like the Cliff Bar things? Or uh, the brand is One, bar. I'm pretty sure. Because I have, I'll show you at my desk. I I bought at Costco. I bought a giant box of these. Of if I do that, bars. I will eat them all. No, you just have How to have this? a little discipline. I don't though. Here's but what you do, Alana. You buy them, wrapped. you give them to me. And I hide them at my desk, and you're like, Dustin, can I have my protein bar? <laughs> or Ryan, you can give it to Ryan, yeah. to somebody you can trust. You get like some kind of containment that would just only unlock and like put one up. That, pro- <laughs> that probably <laughs> exists. But it's, you know, I feel like so, that's the same amount of money that other people spend on coffee that so I don't spend. So like I'm like, a, I'm okay uh, with my protein bars. Kind of like, like, like a cat, like a cat food dispenser that it's like on a timer. Yeah. It's only going to get dish yeah. the cat food out. Like Because I used to day. buy them in bulk like two years ago, yeah. and then it would just be that I would eat like six in a day but, but and be like oh no but you're the pricing you are you are killing Were your you wallet ripped, doing it though? that way yeah <laughs> mad games like, though boom. <laughs> but it doesn't work like that because there's still a lot of calories <laughs> so it's like you're eating these bars that are like 200 calories each and then i have like 10 of them and it's like this <laughs> i can't eat anything else today <laughs> it's like it's really not good oh man but it's uh, six dollars is not that bad because it's the price other people spend on coffee it's six dollars Per protein I spend bar, two eighty five a day. On no, coffee. it's no. I eat two a day, which is too much. All so right, that's three. So three all right, that's a little more reasonable. Yeah. That's, that's like Whole Foods prices, though. Three bucks a bar. Yeah, it's because I can't buy them bulk or I'll eat them all. Let's all right. So, <laughs> so 
I got, we, you know, I got to work with you on pizza, and then we'll, the protein we'll go, bar let's problem. talk about the protein bar thing after, <laughs> after, which, by the way, is now, because we are uh, done. we're going to go. Uh, let's plug stuff real quick before we get to the Ralph Fulton interview, which I, I hope all of you enjoy. Destin. Yes. Talk to me about what you've been up to that we should be checking out on IGN. Working on two features, Gears of War. Uh, one is the new map reveal. The final one, very excited, was my favorite one out of the bunch that we saw and played on. Uh, additionally, go check out the, the Destiny streams that are going on right now. Professor Broman, uh, he's a very common name in the, in the Destiny community. Uh, they're, just, they're doing some great things, so I'll promote that. And then uh, next week, we are launching the, one of the final pieces for the Gears of War content, an interview with Rod yes. Ferguson and some of the other people at the studio. Oh, and there's about. a little, there's a little, there's a little special treat next week too. Oh, really? You know what it is? I know. Yeah, <laughs> you haven't seen it yet. Tease, tease, tease. But uh, it sounds like you guys are flooding. You know what it is. You know what? Yeah. I know. <laughs> tease. You know what it is. Yeah, my hand. <laughs> <laughs> and then this weekend I'll be at Destiny Community Con. If you are a Destiny player and you happen to be going to Florida to this event, say hello. Introduce yourself. Where in Florida? Uh, it's in. It's wherever Disney World is, Orlando. Orlando. So yeah. you've been able to hit Rome this year. Now, dude, take an extra day. Go to Disney World. I'd have to like change my flight and miss Monday, but I'm a little tempted. I mean, yes. <laughs> Colin's sick. Yeah. And I might. And then I need a bunch of pictures from Splash Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm way. at Disney World alone. <laughs> so what? I yeah, would totally true. do that. That's true. It yeah. would be a lot of fun. Uh, Single line? Yes, please. Yeah. So yeah, I uh, I used that a few times while like the the kids would go back mm-hmm. and nap like at some point during because it's it was like ninety four degrees Whoa. down in, at Disneyland last week. So uh, there were a couple of days where the kids went back to the hotel and yeah. like either went Slaps. in the pool or or wet or rested. Mm-hmm. So I was like, forget it, man. I'm I'm maximizing. <laughs> I'm going to stay out. So I did some walking around myself in Disneyland and totally hit up the single rider on Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. It's a good, it's good, a good, good single rider yeah. uh, ride. I but wish it's that was same, a little longer. Right? So I've seen Indian Tokyo and I've seen it in America. I don't know if it's any different. I've only okay. ever been to the Disneyland version okay. of, of Indy. But I've seen it in Tokyo and U.S. By the Disneyland. way, uh, they were the same. Splash Mountain, I've decided. It, don't you dare say anything bad about Splash Mountain. No, no. Okay. Stop. Shh. Settle, I was listen. about to throw down. You guys flooding again? <laughs> it's my favorite ride. <laughs> It's my favorite ride. Mm-hmm. I've decided it's it, it's always close between okay. Space Mountain and Splash Mountain. Mm-hmm. Splash Mountain's better, even though it's like a lot of nothing until the super exciting parts. Whereas mm-hmm. Space Mountain is just like it's like two minutes. Or it's you know really ninety like seconds of pure adrenaline. Is Splash Mountain the one where you're like big. You're, you're bobbing through and there's like things singing. Yes. yes, and it just feels like you're on a drug trip. Yes, and 100%. everything is kind of terrifying. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, the yeah, that's it. But, I think it's the biggest drop. Oh, well, in what? In Disneyland? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Because it's a little really, much for me, honestly. Yeah. I don't do well drops. But um, yeah. I've, Splash Mountain, if you are ever feeling down, if you're ever just like having a bad day, feel, go down Splash Mountain. And because then thank you. Every time I went down, because yeah. uh, especially the secret, too, is you could late at night, like in the last hour or two before, like after fireworks and before the park closes, mm-hmm. no one goes on Splash Mountain anymore because yes. they don't want to be cold. Yes. Yeah. Mm. But it was so like, I don't know why this still stayed true last week, because it was still like 75 degrees, mm-hmm. even at 10 o'clock at night. So I, I, I got to you could go on like a few times in a row at night and uh Every time, I swear, every time you go take that last big plunge, I could not help but just be 
literally giddy with laughter. I would, you just go down and be like, <laughs> and you're just having it's you're, the cure for what ails you. I love that you're doing that while your kids are just napping and you're just oh, like yeah. on this ride. <laughs> Why? Oh that's yeah, that's the best. Hundred percent. The wife and I went back out while the, the we put our kid in with the other family's kids and. Just, yeah, went, ha- went out and had adult time at mm-hmm. night at Disneyland. It was great. It was Highly awesome. recommended. Yeah. Uh, where are we following you on social media, by the way? Oh, just Twitter, at Destin Laguerre. You can head up my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash the Destin channel. Some unlocked listeners actually uh, join while I'm playing Destiny or awesome. Mass Effect or whatever. Uh, but yeah, thanks for stopping by. You're going to be That's playing really cool. The Witness when it hits Xbox One? I'm going to be playing a lot of Destiny in the month of September. So yeah, I don't know if I'll be playing The Witness. Uh, I'm prepping for Rise of Iron. I'm actually trying for Worlds First with Planet Destiny crew. Oh, so, yeah. is Rise of Iron out on the same day that... 20th. Okay, so... Rise of Iron oh, hits the 20th, it's my birthday. hits the 23rd. Happy huh. birthday! No, when September it, 20th is when it birthday. launches. <laughs> <laughs> Alana, promote things. Uh, I just reviewed The Valley, which... You can check the review out. I'm pretty happy with the review, despite the game not being that good. Uh, currently walking on a thing. Am I allowed to talk about the five minutes? Yeah, yeah. go for it. Yeah, in five minutes. Uh, that... Should hopefully be up in the next couple of yeah, weeks. You, it's out next week. Next Friday. week. If you haven't played the old, old, the, the, the three original games, it's a good. It's a five yeah. minute summary. Well, you want to refresh. And, I think it's yeah. next week Monday. Well, let's next let it. Week. Let's just let it be flexible. Next week, next week sometime. Yeah. Uh, I've put a lot of time into that. It was a lot harder than I thought it would be, but very happy with it. Uh, we recorded video yesterday, so it's just putting the video together and getting it all done. And uh, yeah, on up at noon tomorrow at twelve. PT with Max Goville will the be the best up at noon ever. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna steal Brian's job. I don't want to do that at all. It seems very time consuming. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Charalanazad, which is my name in the middle of Charizard. I don't know how anyone I finds just that. got that. Yeah, people really screw that up. It's it's just it's a lot. Charalana. <laughs> Zod. Well, that see now that's the best explanation I've heard yeah. yet. Yeah, because that's what I it can is. handle that. I can handle that. It's a lot of letters. It is a lot of letters, <laughs> but it's too late for me to change it because I've had it for so long. Yeah. It's like, damn, I committed to that. <laughs> well, you know, you got to just own it. I've had it since point. 2008. Yeah, that's a long time, mm. and so especially in the online world. Yeah. Uh, find me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. I do a weekly Tesla podcast. There's a lot to talk about this week. Uh, Tesla announced a new version of the of the model s that goes zero to 60 in 2.5 seconds making it the quickest that's fast wow that's so one two and you're at 60 miles an hour. Yeah. wow that's, that's unreal yeah so uh, be talking about that and what it means for the model three which is the next car that mm-hmm. theoretically i can't afford Wait, you were about to say something about it being the fastest what i think it's the fastest mass-produced car because they were huh. talking about like a uh, Ferrari, La Ferrari, and some Porsche, but uh, those cars apparently aren't in production. Yeah, so, like it's the—it's f- literally the fast, the quickest car you can buy. That's so cool, unreal. Um, Beats the Prius by only point five. Not true by probably about ten seconds. If I had to guess, um, what else am I doing? Yeah, I, I just got back from vacation, so I don't even care about mm-hmm. whatever else is going on. It's fine. That's bad. Yeah. Twitter. Yeah, Twitter is it. Whatever, follow me there. Come check out my Tesla show if you're interested in cars. Uh, oh, I forgot to mention, I mentioned this last week, but uh, a few of us, uh, Sean, Marty, and I are all going to PAX West. 
Oh, yeah. We have two panels. Unfortunately, neither of them are at all Xbox related. One of them is Nintendo and one of them is PlayStation. So we really screwed you over there. Sorry. Uh, But I think the schedule is up on the site. Uh, Even if you don't care about those things, come say hi. Because, yeah, we'll have three of the crew there. So that'll be awesome. Fantastic. Uh, Now let's get to... We've been just BSing for too long. Let's get to the Ralph Fulton interview. Hope you guys enjoy this. It's it's, it's long, so buckle up. Hope you've got an, an hour or so. But a really interesting chat about, <clears throat> pardon me, about Forza and building a studio and uh, a lot of just interesting insights. So, as my voice goes, <laughs> I say, we sell. Goodbye. Awesome. See you next Great. week. Bye, everybody. I'm very thrilled to have the creative director from Playground Games on Forza Horizon 3, Ralph Fulton. Long way from home, my friend. Welcome to San Francisco. <laughs> Welcome to IGN. Uh, thanks, Ryan. Well, you came to my house once, so now I've come to yours. Thanks yeah. for having me. Yeah, for those that don't know, IGN viewers and readers that might not know, yeah, you, uh, you have a very special place in my heart because you trusted me with uh, a very, very big re- responsibility a couple of years ago. We were just starting IGN first, our sort of month-long cover story, uh, and uh, you were our first one, yeah. and we revealed... Horizon Two, yes, she did. Which I can't imagine how uh, how many. T- I'm sure it was, you guys said no many times internally before before finally agreeing to it. But I do appreciate it. Oh, you know what? I don't think we did because <laughs> I think we saw. Um, I think we saw it as a great opportunity as as it was yep. indeed, and it was a great chance for us to 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 get that announced out. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was great for us. We loved having you and, and look over at the studio. So Yeah, I want to talk about that in a minute. But first, I kind of want to talk about the studio in general. Because you're... When I look at you and what you guys have done, it fascinates me. Because game development... I've been lucky enough to be doing this for about 14 years of just watching the games industry and covering it and reporting on it. And making games is harder than anyone that outside of making games realizes it's I've even gotten little glimpses of it and it's it's unfathomably difficult and you guys have managed to you've managed to build a studio from scratch and uh, hit a couple home runs in a row uh, so I'm using baseball American I, I, vernacular I broadly understand uh, that, yeah. forget it I'm not, not going to try to make a football <laughs> reference but I, you know I, I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that you guys have built an absolutely world-class racing studio from scratch uh i actually looked this up your horizon and horizon 2 have a a combined average metacritic score i know metacritic is not necessarily the ideal metric but it's it's widely used 85.5 one's an 86 one's an 85 yeah that's real good uh yeah i mean so we we still pay attention to it obviously yeah because you know what's good (laughs) so you know any any stat that, that that works for us is great um but yeah we're we're really we're really proud I'll be honest with you, the thing I like most about that stat that you just gave us is yeah. that the trajectory it's describing is upwards. And, yeah. you know, I hope that continues to be the case because that's, that's the sort of goals we set, for, set well, for ourselves. Forza Horizon 3 is the game that you're uh, just finishing up now. We're, we're going to get our hands on it in late September. That's right, yeah. And uh, I, you're down in Australia, which, I, you know, it's tough to, tough to top the south of France, <laughs> the European coast, but... Uh, down under is not a not a bad place to go. It's not a terrible location at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, your your artists who who had to go down and work by taking a bunch of no doubt reference photography. You know, that, I'm sure they had a real oh, tough gig. You have you're you're doing air quotes, <laughs> but you have no idea. Um, they always seem like um, 
they seem like the yeah, I, I get why you, why you air quote there. It seems yeah. like like a great gig to get. Um, <laughs> those research trips, whether they've been to Colorado in the first game yeah. or France and Italy in the second, and particularly Australia on this one, are always really onerous. They are really hard work. Um, those guys cover hundreds and thousands of miles. I believe it. Um, they stop um, in, in, in often in great heat. And take photographs of gravel for hours. Um, that is nobody's idea of a vacation, yeah, true. right? Um, so yeah, so those guys they, they work for their airfare. Um, they, uh, <laughs> you know, they have a tough time. I, I, mean, I guess one of the things is the story I'm telling quite a lot because I think it's there's like a cool tech angle and there's a cool human interest angle to it as well. The way we did our skies and Horizon Three, um, you know, there's amazing technology at the end of it, but at the start of it, there's just pure hard work and determination from the guys who went and camped in the outback um, and recorded the sky, you know, every day. That's nuts. It is completely nuts. And it's the sort of thing, if I described to you the process that they had to go through, um, you would say, well, we should just find another way to do that, right? (laughs) But as it turns out, there is no other way to do what what we've done in this game and to achieve the skies we have. So they sacrificed um, and, you know, risked life in the outback um, to get that data back to, to playground um, so we could get in the game. So you literally pointed high-resolution cameras at the sky and got hours of clouds and storms and rainbows and all kinds of stuff? Exactly, exactly. So it's actually three high-resolution uh, like HDR uh, cameras combined into this custom-built rig. Um, and that's what, just sticking it in a field and waiting seems like easy enough. Yeah. What you need to do with this rig is change and clean, or clean and change the lenses um, every uh, the fifty to sixty minutes, oh. right? Um, on all the cameras, just dust. Uh, the dust gets exactly. on there, or rain, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you, uh, anything on the lens is going to change the the, the output. Yeah. Right? Um, so yeah, you can't just stick it there and leave it and come back in a week and see what you've got. <laughs> you, they had to sit and tend it. You know, had their camper van, they had their barbecue, and they used to just like change it every every hour. And if it rained, um, you know, they actually needed to to go and cover it up because it wasn't you know that's sure. not a good thing for it. Right. Um, so what they needed for our rainy skies was a sky that was about to rain. But didn't quite. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, again, you're just like narrowing the possibility of anything working in this scenario with every sort of constraint. So, yeah, you guys apparently have some sort of weird sky fetish because when I came to your studio for Horizon 2, your uh, engineers walked me through this fascinating technical process of how you did skies in uh, Horizon mm-hmm. 2, which you actually modeled. You had sort of the sun modeled and it, the, the light would sort of Yes. Come down and reflect off things so properly. Particulates in the atmosphere, yeah. like an atmospheric, atmospheric simulation. Yeah, we, when you look back on it, it does appear that we are kind of obsessed with skies. <laughs> so there's a reason for that. Um, but yeah, so that, that system that we described to you in Horizon 2 is the basis for the system we have in 3. Yeah. Um, what we've now done, though, is layer over it you know, these incredible real-world um, like video captures, effectively. Um, so they're dynamic and they you know they they they, they run in, in kind of real time, um, but they, it sits over the, the same system that we showed you in too. And the reason that we're obsessed with it, because someone else asked me that at, at E3, is like, do you think your fans <laughs> are as obsessed with skies as you guys are? And I was kind of stumped. Um, and I thought about it over the summer. I think the reason we're obsessed with them is not because I think our fans are going, hey, what have you done with skies this time? <laughs> I think they're, you know, we know they are really. Um, 
they place a high value in visual quality. Yes, they be, absolutely. They want to be amazed and stunned by graphics. And skies are a big part. You know, in a racing game, you've got... It's half the screen. Right. You've got the road, you've got the car, and you've got skies. But also, it's the kind of source for all the lighting in the game. And that's yeah. what I'm trying to explain to people um, at the moment. That it's not just about having a pretty sky. It's also about how that sky lights and interacts with every surface in the game. And I'll tell you, for me personally, uh, and I'm not just kissing your ass because you're sitting here. I've said this publicly before. I, the reason I love Horizon, and I, I think it's better than motorsport, and we're going to get to that, and that sort of internal, whether there is a friendly rivalry between you and Turn 10 or not, but the way I described Horizon 2 when it came out was, it, to me, it's like a perfect 72-degree summer day with a little breeze. It's like playing that. Yes. That's what that game feels like to me, and I do think the sky is kind of a big part of that, because there's something about you know the, a nice, summer, sunny summer sky versus a dreary winter sky which right, i'm yeah, sure you can yeah. you're all too familiar with we in, have them in the uk yeah, yeah. but uh i want to back up for a minute let's mm-hmm. go back to the creation of the studio T- please tell me the origin story of building playground games because for those that don't know i mean the the, the uk was once an absolute hotbed a, a a brilliant thriving community of of racing game developers which has whittled and and uh, changed over the years. And you guys sort of, is it fair to say that Playground is basically an all-star team of those people, of, of those sort of past? So to, to go back right to the very start, um, the, the, the core team of Playground, um, I'm, by that I mean like the original 15, 16 guys yeah. um, who sat in a room um, like on our first day in, in that studio that, that you visited um, with no furniture and no computers and, and said, okay, what now? Uh, those guys, um, we had all worked together previously at Codemasters, which mm-hmm. is also local. In, in, yeah, you, in were on, you, did, you worked on, you personally worked on the F1 series yes. for a little while and yeah. uh, Dirt, which That's was right. fantastic. Yes, uh, and, and Grid as well, which maybe isn't, isn't known so well over here. Um, but yes, yeah, so, I mean, there was a, there was a period... Um, in the late noughties, sort of 2007, 8, 9, um, and then we, we left in 2010, um, where we released not just a racing game a year, um, but a really good racing game every year yeah. um, during that period. And, you know, that, that team that was working there was, was great, and, and we felt that the games we were putting out there could compete with anything. Um, and I guess in common with anybody who, who you know who goes out on their own, you know, starts up their own thing, there was a feeling amongst us that we could do this for ourselves. Yeah. You know, I think I think that's really healthy. I think um, I think it's a, a positive thing for for people to do, and that's that's what we did in sort of start, start two thousand ten. Uh, we all left, and, and like I said, we got that office space that you visited. And- Which is a cra- it's a convert it's an old English manor that you've converted into a development studio. It's one of the most it's one of the coolest development studios I've ever been to, and I've been to a lot of them. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, that's lovely to hear. We're, we're really proud of it, really attached to it. Um, there are some drawbacks to it being an old English manor, um, like the roof leaks when it rains, <laughs> um, for one. I have and, to imagine that you had to rewire the entire place. Completely. Yes, completely, <laughs> because uh, uh, it was not... I mean, we put a lot of power through that building now, you know, but it was not suitable for, yeah. for domestic use when we, when we moved in. Um, so, yeah, there are drawbacks, but we really love that building because it's full of character and it f- kind of feels like us, you know, yeah. it's part of our, our DNA. We're well, in the like. middle of nowhere. Royal Leamington Spa, for those uh, I found out myself, it's a good hour and a half 
outside of London. It well, is. It is it's, not close. It, it's not close to London. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't advertise us as being London based <laughs> by any stretch. Um, it's a lovely little town. If I yeah. can do my tourist. How do you pick bit. that town? Um, well, so so I, I guess it's historical accident, accident, isn't it? Really. So we were all at Codemasters, which is local. It's, out, it's kind of out in the country, just yeah. near Leamington. Um, and therefore, when we left, we, we all lived there. And okay. It seemed like there's also there's there's a little development community there, which is uh, quite disproportionate to the size of the town as well. Hmm. So, um, as well as Codemasters, there's uh, Freestyle Games, who did the like uh, DJ Hero, hero yeah. Games, Guitar yeah, Hero, the last Live. Guitar Hero. Um, there's a Sega studio there, so there's there's um, there's lots of independent studios. There's a, there's a ton of start startups. There's a really vibrant sort of uh, indie scene in the in the in the town as well. So it's always had a kind of ecosystem of developers. So it made sense for us to stay there. Um, and our our goal was let's move into the centre of the town uh, because believe it or not, where where you visited is the centre of the town. <laughs> um, we're right next to the park, and um, yeah, that, that's what that's what we wanted to do. And we set up with this objective, which um, I think you have to have like really big goals, right? When you do something like that, you can't you can't lowball. So our goal was let's become the best racing studio in the world. Um, and like I say, we started with sixteen people, right. all from Cold and, and Microsoft's not in the picture at first. No, not for a good while. Not for a good while. In fact, no one was in the picture for a good while. So that first year, two thousand and ten, was um, uh, exciting. Um, and, and, and frightening, and you know, we, we went out and um, we spoke to, um, we actually spoke to Xbox first because we had some friends in, in Xbox in UK just yeah. in our time in Codemasters, and um, we went and spoke to them. But we spoke to everyone, right? We spoke to sure. You got to get out there and hustle anybody that would speak to yeah. uh, um, a new studio, um, and it was a tough time. It was a tough time for racing games, which is a cyclical thing in the genre, I would say. Bizarre uh, creations. Uh, Project Gotham Racing, they'd shut down. Uh, so they hadn't shut down yet. They hadn't shut down at that time. But okay. they had done Blur. Um, yeah. And uh, Disney, um, Black Rock had done Split Second. Yeah. Both of which are really respectable really good. games. Both uh, came yeah. out at the same time, too. Same day, I think. <laughs> so, um, And also right at the same time as Red Dead um, yeah. Redemption. Got sucked into that vortex. So, yeah. Yeah, um, and both trying to do things which um, were interesting, um, but for which I'm not sure there was a broad enthusiasm. Yeah. You know? So you're taking notes, I'm sure, for yourself as, as you're observing these games come out and seeing. Unfortunately, you know, both of those games, they were good, but they did not, they did not do well. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So, there, I mean, there are notes to be taken there. I think. I think the difference between what those guys were trying to do, which I believe was to broaden the racing genre and bring new people in by having explosions or weapons. Yeah, or Blur or in particular had a lot of neat social elements to yes, it. Yes. Yeah. Which ab- you guys, guys are doing a lot of now. Yeah. I mean, in, in that respect, it was pretty uh, forward thinking. I yeah. believe. Um, I. I think we've always believed in the, the enduring strength of of, of racing. Um, you know, it's always going to be a sector in games. You know, whether it, it gets smaller or larger, it's sure. usually in re- relation to other things that are happening in the market. But there are always people who love cars. There are always people who are passionate about that. Uh, and I think we we would always have said that the direction we'll go in is to try and reflect that, um, even if that means making a traditional racing game. And, and back in 2010, speaking to a bunch of publishers, making a traditional racing game. Um, in that sense, was not an attractive uh, prospect mm. for them, um, and it was really it wasn't until we met the guys from Turn Ten um, that uh, E3 
that year um, that we really found there was there was someone else out there that was kind of thinking about games and, and cars in the same right. way. So was there a game before you hooked up with Mike? Were you guys kicking around something that before what, the game that became Horizon? So we actually started? we actually had a bunch of concepts that got to varying stages of of fruition. Um, when I look back, uh, one of the ideas we had um, right at the start of Playground um, actually bears a kind of uncanny resemblance to, to what Horizon turned <laughs> into. Um, because I think for a long time we'd been interested in open world um, and the possibilities of cars in open world. Um, Test Drive Unlimited is a great example of, of ahead of, which, of its time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, of which and many other... people in the studio are you know, really big fans. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, there was, but no one had really, I mean, I guess you could argue Burnout Paradise was a great example um, of doing the open world thing yeah. without maybe necessarily doing actual cars. You know? Um, you know, so there have been examples, but I've always, I think we always felt then, and we, we still think now, you know, when you ask about where we go from here, um, it's incredibly fertile ground. You know, if, you're, um, if your canvas is cars and you know, wonderful locations and, you know, and things you can do therein, then I think the, the, the possibilities are endless. Uh, you guys share tech. There's a shared tech pipeline back between you and Turn 10. Yeah. Obviously, you guys need certain things out of it, and they need certain things out of it. They need 60 frames on the console, closed track. Yeah. You're open world, uh, but you're, I mean, you guys have been hailed for your, your image quality, your mm-hmm. technical prowess. I mean, Horizon 2 was like a flawless 30 frames per second all the time. Uh, is there kind of an arms race but, between your programmers and engineers and Turn 10s to kind of, you know, one-up each other? Like, all right, you did this with the engine, we're going to do this. Um, that's a good question. I, I'm not sure there is. So, um, so first of all, sharing technology is hard. Like if you I'm speak, sure, yeah. You know, I have experience of, of having done it before. Um, like, you know, oh, think, what did those guys do? <laughs> right? Is everybody's first reaction to anything kind of thing. Huh. Right. So, um, and you know, that comes down to, like, the secret of game development always is communication, like keeping communication channels open and clear. Yeah. Um, and that's never more important than when you're not only sharing technology but doing it between continents. Um, but I don't, to your question, I don't actually think there's an arm ra- arms race per se I think there has been lots of interest from both sides in how the other side do things. I think that's kind of a um, like a trait of engineers. Like, huh? How, how's, yeah. How have they done that? You know, what can I learn from that? How could we get better? So, in that sense, I think it's been enormously beneficial for for both sides. I would say, um, in terms of you know, for our players, you know, the end, the end user of this technology, which is, I guess, always the most important thing. Yeah. Um, the benefits, I think, are actually really clear in every game that both studios release because, um, you know, if there's an arms race, I think we're in it together and that collaboration and that, that working together actually is pushing us along that path right. much faster than we ever could be if we were in individual studios. And it's just efficient game development. Like game development's so expensive yes. these days, yes. right? Yes. That I'm, I can't imagine Microsoft would want to continue funding you every two years if you had to start over right. every two years, right? I mean, you, it, from a tech perspective, from a tech perspective, you simply couldn't do that. Yeah. You know? So there's, um, yeah, there's absolutely an, an, an eye on the future. Um, and the fact that we, you know, we have these two, two teams working on two 
similar, like you say, not identical. There are many divergences, but similar projects. Um, it's, yeah, that helps. Let me ask you what uh, – I'm sure you get asked this all the time. So, uh, this, uh, But I, I, I'm curious to know because I haven't asked you this. What's your favorite car? <laughs> of, of like what's uh, most most car enthusiasts have that that dream car whether they own it or whether they're aspiring to it what's yours so my f- my absolute favorite car is uh the 70 boss mustang like for me that is just um and i don't think I'll, i'm pretty certain i'll never own one I, why not because I'm probably quite a practical person, and I, I have an even more practical <laughs> spouse. Um, I know um, that feeling. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Although I'm not sure yours controls you <laughs> as much. Um, well, I don't have my DeLorean well, anymore. True. Let me put it that way. That. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, maybe we are in the same boat. But in terms of just um, how a car can look and sound yeah. and what it can like connote just in terms of just sitting there and how it looks. Yeah. I, that, that car, man, is just... Um... So to the rest of the playground team listening to this interview, you know what you have to do, which is when this game ships, you need to all... Everybody pool your money together. <laughs> uh, 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 what, you know, what are no, they going yeah. for these uh-huh. days? Yeah. What, are, what is the 70 Boss Mustang going for I these days? I can't even tell you. Oh, I'll bet you could. I'll I, bet you've looked it up. So, well, you... <laughs> You'd have to import it. Is the thing? Um, yeah, yeah, that's tough. Uh, yeah. But yeah, everybody at Playground, we know what Ralph wants. So, you, so I mean, make it fu- happen for it's him. It's funny you say that because I know the guys there are always asking each other, "What, what can we get, Ralph?" You know, <laughs> like they're always looking for ideas. So, there you go. Well, what is uh, so? Because when I've been uh, when I go to turn ten, which is I'm lucky enough to go every every year or two. Uh-huh. They've 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 got a reason to come up and show uh, have me see something, but. Their parking lot's real interesting. Mm. You've been there, I'm sure, uh, a million yeah, yeah, times. Yeah. Their, uh, their employee parking lot, mm. it's, it's pretty cool, yeah. right? There's a lot of neat stuff, very eclectic stuff. So what's the most interesting car in the playground employee parking lot? So, so we have the same thing, I, th- I think, in that there's quite a diversity of cars. Yeah. Um, so that, so that when people talk about the turn 10... Um, parking lot there's uh you know there's like a tendency to talk about alan's car or dan's mustang and stuff yeah. like that but actually if you walk around that car park there's like a ton of really interesting cars like um uh you know beyond that i think we have the same kind of thing um the most interesting car is um uh matt craven so matt craven is our hello matt um is our chief engineer on all, all the horizon games um, and he has, uh, I want to say, 94 Toyota Supra um, with, um, he's got body kits. And yeah, low, the whole thing. And, it just, uh, and he loves that car. And he only brings it on in uh, on weekends, if we're working weekends, <laughs> as, as we have occasionally over the summer to finish this game. Um, and, yeah, he loves that car. And I actually love that car as well. It's super cool. It can't go over bumps, you know. Like, oh, it's, like yeah. Like sleeping police. Yeah, yeah. No chance. Um, but, yeah, it's an awesome car. Nice. Um, and there's a bunch of guys in, um, so there's a bunch of guys in the studio. Um, Andy, who you met, um, who you know, but um, Andy and a bunch of the other guys, they have a lock-up garage. Um, is that what you call them, a lock-up? Yeah. Here? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, that they, 
they basically just buy cars and strip them down and rebuild them and then sell them for like they're running a chop shop on your own. Basically, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but not very successfully. It has to be said. Like they make like a hundred pounds like, on each project. I don't think they're doing it for the the money, you know. But um, uh, so drive guitars. I mean, let's shift focus of the game mm. for a second. Uh, are are you importing? Are we going to be importing Horizon Two drive guitars for for uh, Horizon Three, or are they coming over from Motorsport Six? How is the I, divide there? So I would I would probably you should think about drive guitars in a, on a non game specific basis okay. because your your drive guitar is your drive guitar right. right, and it has information from Forza Five, from both games from all the six games. from yeah. Forza Horizon Two. Um, so that that's your drive guitar. Okay. That's the data we have on on you, how you drive your your sort of driving personality, if you like. Um, so that's the thing that that's the thing that you will be bringing into um, okay. Horizon Three, and you will be able to another. I think this is a really crucial component of uh, of drive guitar is like uh, liveries, like paint jobs. Yeah, um, because that's that's kind of how you wear your personality in our in our game. Um, you'll be able to import them from all of the Xbox One Forza titles as well. Nice. Because that's actually one of my favorite things of every Forza release every year, uh, whether it's Horizon or Motorsport, is I get uh, fans tweeting me, uh, sometimes with pictures or little video clips of, man, your, your Drivatar is such a dick. It just ran. <laughs> I'm like, good job, Drivatar. I've trained <laughs> yeah, yeah, you well. Yeah, yeah. But it's always, I love that social element. So, so, do, so do I, actually. And that was. So it's exactly that anecdote, which is not, you'll be surprised to hear, unique to you. Um, <laughs> really? <laughs> um, it was that exact an- anecdote which we which set us down a train of thought at the start of Horizon 3, yeah. uh, which was, how can we get other drive conversations happening that aren't just... Uh, your drive is such a dick, you know, it, it did this to me, or I saw it do that, you know, this... Um, and that sent us down a path of um, starting to think about what if what if I could play with drivatars like in a friendly, cooperative way rather than a yeah. grr, aggressive way, which is kind of what drivatars been to date. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, racing games are are, sure, are competition adversarial, yeah. right? Um, but what if you could do more in the horizon spirit? If you could do things with drivatars, and that gave birth to a couple of features that are in the game. Um, so you can hire your friends' drivatars um, to, to come race with you in the nice. festival, uh, which is cool. Uh, but it's not as cool as firing your friends' drivatars, <laughs> which you could do as well. You only have you can only have four at any one time. So um, so hiring and firing is cool. And also, you can just uh, as you're driving around the world, you can just honk your horn. Um, another drive guitar and he will join your convoy nice um and you can have up to four in your convoy and that means basically you drive you can drive over the world in a pack like in convoy and like swingers kind of like that <laughs> i've probably never used those exact words to describe it but um it's yeah and and so you can challenge them to races and they'll challenge you to races when they're when you when you're in a convoy they help you find things and, and stuff like that so there's there's tons of more tons more things you can do with drive guitars now but uh, yeah they they can still be a dick if you want them to. <laughs> so uh, you can't. You obviously, you can't put every car in the world in the game. But so I'm curious. Can you give me a little insight into the decision making process of which cars do make the cut for a Horizon game? Is it purely an emotional thing? Like, does this car fit the world we're building, or is it a well, boy, we we've got to get this many Fords and this many, you know, uh, Ferraris, etc. What is the process there? So. Um 
it it can never be. I think you have to be methodical about it, right? Is the is the starting point because we have uh, so three fifty plus cars in this game, um, which is loads more than Horizon Two. Horizon Two shipped with two hundred. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm personally never a massive fan of bigger for bigger's sake. Uh, I don't think um, I don't think that's a smart way to go about things. Just let's let's crank up the number and it will be better. That that doesn't hold true. Um, I think you need to be doing stuff with that increased size yeah. as well. And you have to be methodical. You have to look at this problem from loads of different perspectives. Um, like what's happened in, in the you know the last two years. Uh, um, in car culture, you know, what are the, the hottest cars? Right. That's how we ended up with the ended up with the Lamborghini. <laughs> we ended up with the Lamborghini Centenario. That you know, that's what you know, sort of uh, bore fruit there is it was going to be this year's hottest supercar. Um, so we worked with Lamborghini to uh, not just get it on the cover, but get it built before E3, etc. Yeah. Um, so that's one angle. But then there's also so Australia is a big thing. So that brings a lens where we look at. Um, our car list to say, like, are we respecting and celebrating Australian domestic yeah, bunch car of Holdens cult? in there, bunch of Holdens, but a bunch of Fours, which is kind of like that defining national, um, uh, like conflict in, in cars, like a bunch of Utes, um, <laughs> which are you know about which they are nuts, um, and you know, maybe don't mean so much to us, but I think it's an interest. I think if you're going to set a game in Australia, then it can't just be for the scenery, I think yeah. it has to be for like. Immersing, immersing somebody in that environment, and like you said, going right back to the top, like I think it's our job in Horizon to take people on this dream vacation. Um, and if you're going to go on a dream vacation to Australia, then you need all those different components. So, nice. what Australian cars are, are we are we bringing in? That was one lens. I think Horizon, what Horizon can do, and this is what I mean by using the size of our car list for you know for for good, um, is feature those personality cars, the cult classics, right that probably are never going to get a look in another racing game, right? I Including think, motorsport. Well, so I, I was about to qualify that and say, I think, I think motorsport is actually, you know, look, look, the last couple of versions are starting to, to bring these cars in as well, um, yeah. which I think is great. Um, but I think Horizon, you know, has that. We have barn finds, which are a great avenue to bring in um, unusual older cars that, that we can tell a story about. Right. Um, so we, we do that as well. I think that's, I love that about Horizon that, you know, last time we had, you know, this Ford Capri, which is a, a really favorite car of mine, like from a British perspective, a really favorite uh, old car of mine. There's, a, there's one which is going to be a barn find this time, um, which I think we're announcing today, but. Um, <laughs> I, I, it's fact, fine. This, this is going to go out in the future, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow. Yeah. Whatever. Say Whatever. if you want. If you don't, I don't um, care. It's fine. Well, so you'll you'll hear that announcement and you'll know exactly the car I'm talking about because <laughs> it jumps out of the list. Um, and I'm super excited that we've got it. Uh, we've got it in the in the game. Uh, so one uh, one of the many things I do love about Horizon is that it more or less carries on the spirit of Project Gotham Racing, which mm-hmm. is for for Xbox fans is a series that was beloved and we we're very sad to see it go. And Bizarre first was sold to Activision and then ultimately shut down and and i feel like there's a lot you know i mean you guys more or less have the kudos system more or less in yeah. in the game yeah. uh and so my next my what i want to face to face i've got you here i need to speak for all xbox fans can you now for horizon 4 can you bring uh burnout features into horizon 4 because ea is done with it and criterion's kind of do so the burnout's dead 
I need you to save it for us. And by that, you mean like crash mode and aftertouch yes. and stuff so like that. Road yeah. rage, you know, so where the object is to take, you know, uh-huh, take everybody yeah, yeah. off the road and, yes, crash junctions. You're our only hope, Ralph. <laughs> we need you here. <laughs> so much as I'd love to be um, like the. The guy who just goes around hoovering up defunct, <laughs> defunct uh, features from uh, from other racing games. Um, so we have we have the skill system in in Horizon, um, and you're right, it is it is broadly analogous to um, to the Kudos system, yes. right? But I think that's because both. It's a games... compliment, by the way. I'm not trying oh, to no, accuse no, no, you no, of. No, I'm no, not trying to say like, oh, you like rip, rip off artists. Yeah, no. Yeah. no, it's no, a good thing. No, 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 I get it. And I think I think the reason that um, they're both in there, and I would be lying if I said that that wasn't an inspiration when we first started looking at First Horizon. Both games share um, a philosophy that driving stylishly is as good as. Uh, winning, yeah, right, and and Gotham pioneered that. I think, um, I think we've picked up that baton with the Horizon games, and I, I do think that's really important to our um, to the game we make. So that's why there's there's really broad similarities. If we were to do any new features in the in the future, they would have to be right for the game that we're making. And I'm not saying that you know, I'm not saying what the future holds by any stretch, you know. But <laughs> but it's it's um, I don't think we would ever. Uh, sacrifice that creative process sure. just to go, do you know what I loved in Game X? Well, but it I, was I, that. I will say I do, you know, I was talking a little bit with you off air about this, like I, you guys are in a, I guess, enviable position of uh, like, almost like a, a AAA sports game developer where it's just kind of like, okay, well, Horizon 2 was, Horizon was great, Horizon 2 was better, and we're working on Horizon 3, but you know, where do you go from here? So I'm just I'm just offering a friendly suggestion yeah, no, that you know burnout is right there, ready ready for you to take it. <laughs> I, I appreciate um, that. Uh, all right, let me way. let me shift gears for a second. Pardon the the car pond. Uh, you're adding HDR technology mm. into the games. If you if you have a display capable of HDR to go with the Xbox One version of the game, uh, you need an Xbox One S and an HDR capable television. So I'm curious how that works. Do you get a, a call from an engineer at Microsoft saying, "Hey, we've got this new thing. We need you guys to help us show it off." Like, wh- where does that come from? Because obviously, you know, they're Microsoft's developing the console, and at some point, you just find out about it and then decide or are told to support it. Uh, it so it's true, yeah. So the um, well, let me clarify well, it's just it's true it's true what you say that at some point we find out about it yeah now, we're very fortunate um and we're, we're a third party we're an independent developer um but we have a great relationship with with turn 10 and with it with xbox yeah um so they clue us in on things early which is was a wonderfully privileged position to be in so uh when we heard about the capabilities of you know what became the xbox one s um you know hdr was right top of the list because it's um I think I think we look at it as kind of a game-changing visual technology, um, uh, along the same lines as you know, on a par with, if not even more, um, game-changing than than 4K. You know, so hmm. I, I think 4K is is huge, and uh, Forza Horizon Three uh, runs in 4K on yeah, PC. PC and yeah. it, it looks stunning, um, and everybody gets why that is, right? It's more pixels. Yeah, um, it's not a difficult concept to grasp, so it's an easy sell. HDR is probably. A, in my experience, a more difficult one because people don't understand necessarily what it is. And you uh, can't show it in a video. Right. It's impossible. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which I guess is a, a problem with 4K as well, right? Hey, here's our 4K footage. If you're watching it in 1080, you're watching right. it in 1080. Um, 
But yes, with, with, with HDR, you're absolutely right. There are fewer displays out there right now, although I think they're going to become commonplace at the rate that um, you know, TVs uh, develop. So do, you have a, do, your, and you, do your engineers just get a call from Microsoft and then go, all right, well, I'll just stay here for the next two weekends and get this in the game. Like, I'm just kind of curious how it, how it comes to so, be So when, um, when this new console shows up mid-development. Uh, well, no. So, I mean, uh, turn, turn 10 come over and uh, you know, they, they, they tell us about this yeah. you know, pretty, pretty well in advance. You know, we sure, get, We got a good heads-up time on, on that. And then we start to talk about what it would be, what's involved in, in bringing it into Horizon 3, for example. Um, and as it turns out... Um, a lot of the work isn't actually engineering work uh, with, with HDR. Uh, most of the work is just making sure that um, everything in your game works when you turn on this vastly expanded uh, contrast and, and right. um, color gamut. Um, and that's by no means a given, although we have... I think this is one of the reasons why uh, Horizon 3 is a perfect candidate for it, because we, we use what's called a physically-based rendering system. Um, so everything in the game already reacts to light in a physically correct way. That's the sun thing we were talking about right. earlier, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so you, you see why um, that obsession you know, pays dividends long term because if we, if we weren't running physically based, um, uh, physically based, physically based system, um, HDR would be a real stretch for us. Like, uh, you know, because our lighting would be, you know, to trivialize it, made up. Yeah, rather faked. Than, rather than real. Faked yeah. rather than real. Um, and then when you suddenly introduce this incredibly extended gamut, well, you're just introducing it to a thing which is fake. But because we are introducing it into a system which reacts to light, uh, refracts it, bounces it, um, deals with it in a correct manner, it's more straightforward. Now, there's still, still work for our lighting artists, and they're still back at Playground uh, doing the final tuning, which is why we weren't able to show you it yesterday. Right. Um, I'm really curious to see it. I can't wait to see it. The place you see it most, and I, again, I'm going on about skies because I'm obsessed with them, but um, <laughs> it's, it's, in the, it's in the skies and in the clouds um, because I think I was, I was talking to you about this yesterday. Um, you know, you're, you're looking at a cloud and it's white and there's a little bit of grey in there, a bit of fringing, and you're, you're like, that's a nice cloud. And then you see it in HDR and you're like, I did not understand there were that many shades of white. Right. You know, and, yeah. But I, you know, these incredible skyscapes that we've got to show it off perfectly um so yeah that I'm, I'm excited that you know certainly xbox one s owners are going to be able to 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 see that um come end of september now you mentioned in the middle of that response uh reminding everybody like yeah you guys you guys actually are independent mm. you are not owned by microsoft uh how how often does phil spencer call you with a with an offer to buy the studio because i have to imagine they they want you it, it's under like, in it's the like portfolio daily. right we we just you know, we just have to pretend just hang up. And yes, yeah, like hell. But for um, real, though, I mean, you know, it's that's a that's a unique relationship. I mean, because Microsoft has Turn Ten, whom they own. <clears throat> Pardon me. They have the Coalition, who they own. They have Three Four Three, who they own. Uh, and then, I mean, you guys kind of are. I mean, they, they, they worked with rare. rare, of course. Uh, they and then they had a sort of similar relationship that, that they do with you with Remedy, but that seems to have kind of. Run its course. They seem to be kind of going in different directions now. So, what do you want to get bought by Microsoft? Is that advantageous? I mean, I'm, I'm curious, kind of just curious from the business so, perspective of, or is it better to kind of keep those options open and then you've kind of got a little more leverage for Microsoft? Well, Horizon Three killed, so uh, we want more money for our next game. So the honest answer is, and this this comes um, at 
you know, we're six and a half years of, of being playground. Yeah. Like, which has given us um, some really good perspective on, on what, what playground is, what it represents, what it means to us. Right. And also where we want it to go. Um, which I would argue the last time, you know, when I saw you in 2014, we didn't have that perspective because we were still in that early phase. But, but today, I think the honest answer to your question is we love being independent. Over six and a half years, we have built a culture which is our own. Yes. Um, it has matured um, you know, with, with people who have grown up in it. Um, we do a thing in Playground where um, when someone reaches their fifth, five-year anniversary at Playground, they get like a plaque in, front nice. of the, you know, in the team meeting and stuff like that. And it's kind of a big deal. Um, and we're doing that every week now because we have staff who have been with us for five years. That's and, great. And some of these guys... I remember the day they walked in, you know, in 2011, um, often as grads, you know, (laughs) as green as you like. And now they've been with us five years. They've moved into management positions. You know, they've got three games under their belt. And I absolutely love that that's happened and that is playground culture. So the answer to your question is we love being independent. We get to make our own rules. We are a very privileged and... um, um, and great relationship with Turn 10, which we value enormously. Um, but we also value our independence and the ability to, to run our own company in our studio and, and set our own values. And more power to you for it. That's I mean, you, you've earned that. And so Phil Spencer, who I know, <laughs> we know Phil listens to this show, the price goes up every game, with every game shipped, Phil. Just bear that in mind. You're, it is costing you money the longer you wait. Uh, all right, I've got a few more here for you, Ralph. Um, I, I would be remiss if I didn't sit here and ask you. I mean, you mentioned racing games being cyclical, mm-hmm. and uh, and where I think you were going, and where I'm going to now take it is uh, console launches tend to be uh, boom times for uh-huh. for racing games because they're great technical showpieces. Yes. So Project Scorpio is out next year, which is not a year that you guys normally ship. But uh, what you guys have got to be fired up at Playground about, about a six-teraflop box? Um, I'll tell you uh, the, the words that resonated most with me um, when, when Phil spoke about this on stage at, um, at E3 um, was, was games beyond generations. And although you're right from a very selfish perspective... Um, you know, racing, racing games, the received wisdom is that racing games you know, blow up at a, a console launch. Um, what I guess people don't see then is that making the games for those launches is really hard. Um, the concept of not just not throwing away everything we've, we've done and everything we've learned and starting again at the start of a generation and yeah. actually moving to a model where, where no one is left behind and thus nothing is left behind, which I think is kind of implicit in that. Um, and that we can just continue um, making great games and with more scope to innovate as we as we proceed. That's what really excites me about that whole um, not just announcement but but concept and vision of the future. So that's that's why I think we're excited about it. Are you guys putting any? Because I've talked to uh, to Rod Ferguson and he was talking about how. Gears of War Four, I guess, is, has some hooks in it, so that you know, when when Scorpio does roll roll along next year, you know, you might get the whether it's higher resolution or some sort of benefit for Gears of War Four, which will have shipped a year ago. Are you guys putting any ho- are putting any hooks into Horizon Three, where when when I fire up the Scorpio uh, around this time, whatever ne- about twelve, thirteen, fourteen months from now, 
Horizon 3 will be better right away, or are we going to have to wait for the real benefits with your, whatever your next game is? So that's a really good question, actually. I mean, I would, I would argue that our future-facing initiative at the moment is, is our PC version, right? So yeah. um, all those assets exist yeah. in, in 4K. Um, they look, as you saw yesterday, and you've seen before, mm-hmm. they look astonishing in 4K. Um, Forza has been great about future-proofing itself. Um, because we build cars uh, to a far, far higher specification than we can ever have driving around racetracks or roads, right? The whole Forza Vista thing um, is great for showcasing cars and celebrating cars, which is kind of what we do. Um, But it's also been a great uh, way of future-proofing. You know those assets that we create. It's why they're so expensive. Why they take so much time to uh, to get into the uh, the engine. So I, I guess that's a circuitous way of, of of saying we're already looking at that future with what we're doing with Horizon Three. Excellent, cryptic but yet hinting answer. That's that's a that's the mark of a of a trained creative creative <laughs> director right there. Uh, last couple for you. I, I, I'm, I ask this in no way attempting to start a platform war, but I'm just kind of curious. You know, the, the racing world now is there's the Forza franchise, and there is very much, obviously, still the Gran Turismo franchise, and not too much else. There's sort of a few other one-offs here, the Project Cars, et cetera, of the world. But to, what is the difference to you between Forza and Gran Turismo? What do you think the difference between... Do you, do you know what? Um, I don't, don't spend a lot of time thinking about that. And, and even if I did, I'm not sure I would answer that question. Fair uh, enough. I think, um, I, so I, th- I think there are a bunch of great racing games out there as well. Like going, going back to what you said earlier, um, there was a time when the UK, you couldn't move for racing developers in the UK. Um, and certainly those times have changed as have times in game development in general, yeah. not just in the UK. Uh, there are fewer developers on fewer games now, but there are still great racing games. Um, and I believe um, part of the cyclical nature of the racing genre is in how people like yourself and you know, people in your, in your um, area perceive it. Um, you know, there was a time when Horizon 2 came out in 2014 uh, when there were, we were out against two new IPs in the racing genre, heavily backed by big publishers. Yeah. And people said, well, this is the new racing renaissance. Um, so, you know, it's all about what's happening in the market. And I think there are always great things happening. And even when studios shut down, you know, those people don't go away. They don't disappear. You right. know, you'll see them come again. Um, all of which, I guess, is to say, um, I still think racing is in rude health. And I think we, you know, we look at everyone else that's in our space to be inspired and to make sure that we, we keep our game where it is. Let me give you my assessment. You can either agree with me or disagree with me. I, the reason that I love Forza, both of them, I think Horizon in particular, but, but motorsports certainly as well, is it has a soul which is, I know it's sort of difficult to quantify, but just that sort of, it's not just a menu of cars that you select and then take one onto a track. There is a, there is a personality, there is a, it's almost you can feel the love of cars mm-hmm. in the game. Is that, is that a, something that you guys tangibly, actively strive for, or is that a byproduct of your overall design theories and process? I I don't think you can achieve it without the team pulling in that direction. You know, I th- I think there is always um, I think there's an, always an expression of a team's personality in the games they make, and I think that's most obvious in the games 
and the successful games, the good games uh, that, that teams make, because I think that's what makes them great. Um, so yeah, our, our team, as with Turn 10, um, are, are crazy into cars. Um, that car passion manifests, certainly looking at the team we have back at Playground, it manifests itself in all manner of different ways, you know, from the guys in the lockup building their cars yeah. to the guys who are, you know, going out and watching, you know, watching live motorsport, um, you know, to the guys that watch F1 every Sunday. You know, there's, there's any number of different ways that you can express a passion for cars. Um, but we have that, and, and Turn 10 are no different. Uh, all right, last question. You are independent. You can say whatever the hell you want. <laughs> Therefore, who's better? Who's a better developer, you guys or Turn 10? Come on, Ralph. Come on. Well, well, say wait. you're better than them. Um, <laughs> so going, going back, to, again, sort of to what we talked about earlier, when we, um, when we set Playground up, and this was back in 2010, we yeah. said Let's, we want to be the best racing developer in the world. Um, and I guess there are different ways you can measure that. It's, un- it's unfortunate that there is no grand prize. You know, <laughs> nobody steps in and gives you a crown. Um, but I, I definitely believe that you can't have a conversation about who is the best racing developer in the world without talking about Playground. I would agree um, with that. And uh, that makes us very proud and um, I'm very happy um, that we've done that. I don't think you can have that conversation without mentioning Turn 10 either. Um, and I think the fact that we are uh, partners and friends is an incredibly uh, important part of our ongoing success uh, and uh, something which certainly we at Playground value greatly. Well, the game, uh, the new game, Forza Horizon 3, it is out September 27th. 7th, yes. the end of September, one week after my birthday. That's a good little late birthday present. Well, we planned early access for your birthday. I appreciate yeah, that yeah. because I'm yeah. um, very much like there's a there's a the Tesla Model S in there, which there is, is uh, one of my it's my current dream car. Um, hoping maybe the my my old DeLorean makes the final cut for uh, for the car list. I haven't seen it since Motorsport 4. So we'll see. But, uh, Ralph, it is great to have you. You were kind enough two years ago to have us in your house. It is, uh, I really appreciate you coming over to our house here at IGN. Cannot wait to play a hell of a lot more of Forza Horizon 3. Everything I've seen so far indicates it is absolutely another absolute gem of a game. So thank Thanks. you for coming by. Thank you for having me, Ryan. It's been fun. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. 
Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.